3: Welcome to a brand new edition of Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode 91. We are 91 episodes in, whoa, I just want to say how excited I am to be here with you on a Wednesday night. We're making Wednesday nights right here. It's going to be the home of the best talk in pro wrestling. Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara. Now, the number is 718-508-9883. And I want to welcome you to Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. Get driven. Stay driven. Head on over to TotallyDrivenTV.com. That's right. TotallyDrivenTV.com. Also check out our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Check out everything that you need to do to get driven, and you gotta stay driven. So that's what's going on tonight. The phone lines are open seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three. We have a great show planned. Whoa, you know it it, it is. It, it's not often that I could that I say it all the time, but. It's an often when I could say, Great job from the WWE. This weekend they made the Royal Rumble pay per view experience that much better. People bitch and moan about all, oh, you know, it's too long of a weekend and you know, we gotta get up in the morning. You know what? Suck it up, Buttercup. Do the thing. Get down there, support the WWE, go to the NXT, take over, go to, you know, go to every event that you can. Get the package deal, you know. And then for people at home, they're like, you know, too much wrestling. I mean, it's, there's never enough wrestling for me. You know, whether it's 10 hours I'm sitting there for the weekend or, you know, I can always watch it. You can always watch it back on the network for nine ninety nine. But, you know, that's the way it goes. But for tonight, Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network, by the way, you can subscribe for us, to us, subscribe to us. We are on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and, of course, right here on Blog Talk Radio. So so just so you guys know, that's the, uh, the deal tonight. And 718... Uh, 718- Five zero eight nine eight eight three, and And uh, like I said The Royal Rumble didn't disappoint But before I do that I just want to let you know That I am on Facebook It is Pro Wrestling Now With your host Magic Mike Ferrara That's my official Facebook page Stay tuned for all my shows And updates and wrestling And where to go get tickets For different independent events Plug, plug, plug Ladies and gentlemen and um, that's what's going on there. And also check out Twitter. Magic Mike Ferrara at Not Whipped for Life. L I F E uh oh, L I F E I drew a blank. <laughs> Twitter is, is, is a tricky situation. But anyway, it is Magic Mike Ferrara at Not Whipped for Life. That's the number for Life. L I F E so, uh, so yeah. So going back to the rumble, the the weirdest the weirdest kind of deal uh, for me happened over the weekend, and I'm gonna read you something that's gonna re- not shock you. I mean, I, I guess shock everybody because people are re- already pissed off. This news kind of pissed them off. I mean, this news. C- gonna read it, that's gonna, that's whoa! <laughs> it made me. Uh, it made me kind of happy, so we'll go get into it right now. Let's let's get into the the the, the shattering, earthquaking news. Philadelphia to host the thirtieth. Right the,
4: the, the
3: so Philadelphia will be hosting the thirtieth anniversary of the Royal Rumble. And uh, as 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 uh, part, hold on a second, of the Royal Rumble weekend, WWE will host four consecutive action-packed nights at the Wells Fargo Center, including NXT Takeover on Saturday, January twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen, Royal Rumble on Sunday, January twenty eighth, and of course Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. On Tuesday, additional information about these events will be announced at the future, wwe.com We are very happy to continue Philadelphia's amazing re- relationship with WWE by bringing Royal Rumble back to our city, said Larry Needle, Executive Director of PHL Sports, a division of Philadelphia Convention and Business Bureau. We look forward to working closely with the WWF to build A great fan experience for those attending around the world. Now, here's where I'm going to stop, Mr. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stop that right there. If the WWE decides to have a pay per view in Philadelphia, which they did, and it's the Royal Rumble, do me a favor. Do not have Roman Reigns win. Have them throw Roman Reigns out like the first, let Roman Reigns enter, and then have somebody throw him out. This way, Philadelphia could be happy. Uh, you know, they they don't have to riot. I mean, I'm not saying that it was right what they did because Roman Reigns won. But, you know, I, I think sometimes wrestling fans are spoiled brats. If their guy doesn't win, we riot. It's like, are you kidding me? It's, it's like, let's just say, for instance, Hulk Hogan's my guy, and he didn't win, and I went ballistic. And that's just stupid. Really, it's a stupid thing to do that. You know what? And if you live in Philadelphia, and you listen to the show, 718-508-9883, and tell me if you like the idea of the Royal Rumble going there. I mean, I, I I was shocked because I figured that 2018 WrestleMania would be there because I want to drive up to um, to Philly again. But I'll probably make the trip. I don't know. But as of right now, I want to go. You know, but there's so much to talk about um, with the Royal Rumble. We're gonna get into it. We got a lot of show. We got a lot of to cover. Seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three. Come on, phone lines. Let's go tonight. Open phone lines. Um, but yeah, so the Raw Rumble weekend is kind of special, and I wasn't on the air. Um, you know, I was sick, so I wasn't really on the air to talk about the Royal Rumble. And what my thoughts were going to be. And I did make picks. And I did really good. Mm -hmm. I did really good for the first time. I got too wrong. Too wrong. But uh, we're going to get into that in just a second. Let's talk about NXT. Let's talk about TakeOver. TakeOver, to me. Now, this was, again, this was in the Freeman Coliseum. San Antonio, this is going to be a new thing now that they're doing. They're doing this for all paper, all the big four. And they should because, you know, the big four are the ones that started the whole deal. You know, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, you know, SummerSlam. That hits close to very, that home because I remember when I was a kid, and I remember looking forward to it. But let's get into it. Eric Young, Paul Sanity, and Ty Dillinger's a perfect 10. And they had an amazing match. I mean, yes, interference, and I figure that's much. But I picked Eric Young. And um, I'm not really a TNA guy, but Eric Young, really good wrestler. Um, you know, I love the Sanity gimmick. I love that he keeps on trying to, you know, do what the Young, basically what the, what the Bullet Club is doing, trying to recruit people. And NWO used to do it, and DX used to do it, and give them jackets and let them turn them, turn them down. But the Perfect 10 is a great athlete, and uh, so is Eric Young. and They had a good match, and uh, that match was really good. And Eric Young put him away, and Ty Dillinger lives to fight another day. I mean, that's what they do. But to, And tonight is, uh, as we are on the air, by the way, um, tonight is NXT, but it doesn't matter, because you're listening to me, Magic Mike, and I'm talking about the NXT takeovers. Roderick Strong took on Andre Ciena Lamas. Good match. I picked Roderick. Figured he would win. He's due for a win. Uh, I like him. I like CN too, but uh, they, they gave a hard-fought match, and... Uh, in the end, Roderick Strong came out. Remember Roderick from uh, ROH. And here's another pick. I picked the Authors of Pain um, to take on DIY. And uh, i tell you, that match was unbelievable. DIY, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. Very good tag team match. Very good match. Um, Lezar and Hakeem and of course Paul Elring. Um, they they they, they all did a hard fought match, another great match. It was I, it was one of the best tag teams I've seen in a while. Good match, all in all. You know, it, it ends the way it should have and uh the painter you knew NXT champions. And I'm not upset about that because I love Paul Elring. So all oh, with a rush with Paul Elring. I'm sure Annan will probably give him a call and said Congratulations. Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, interrupted the show, called out Triple H. Thought he was going to get Triple H to come out, but it didn't work out that way. Triple H, security guards, running. And bye-bye, Seth Rollins. Triple H, um... You know, gave a whole speech after, and he told. Um, he basically told uh, Seth that he was the reason why he was made. He was the reason why he was taken apart, and that's it. You know, Triple H is the king. Bow down to the king. I mean, the authority, the leader, and you know, rightfully so. It's, it it just goes to show you that Triple H can beat Seth Rollins. You know, with his hands tucked back. Seven one eight. 508-9883 is the number for a Wednesday night. <laughs> a Wednesday night, bigger Wednesday night, right here. Pro Wrestling Out with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode ninety one. Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. Get driven, stay driven. So let's keep it going with the with the results and and my thoughts on this. And you know the results are pretty much like I said. You want to check it out. Um. I know. Uh, I know that the. Uh, so let's let's keep on going, uh, and then I'll talk to, about what I know. Uh, I was going to say NXT Women's Champion, Oscar, took on Billy, K, Peyton Royce Cross, and they're very good. All you know again, all three of them, basically went after Oscar. Oscar destroyed them. And uh, she is still your NXT Women's Champion, and rightfully so. Oscar worked so hard, like all those other women. And uh... but here's something that really got me upset. Glorious Bobby Roode. You know, he went in there from TNA, and he's this rude guy, and he's so cool and glorious, and he. But he defeated. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke did a great job and got hurt. Bobby Roode took advantage of it, and uh, we now have a, a, a title. You know, we have a winner. But the the, the NXT awards were given out. The NXT awards were given out. And uh, here's the one actually played right now. Breakout star of the year: Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Match of the year: DIY versus the Rival. Two out of three uh, match for the NXT Tag Team Champions at NXT Takeover Toronto. Very good match. That that match right there, I thought was really good. Um, Tag Team of the Year: The Revival. I, I believe so. Very good. Female competitor of the year, Oscar. Yes, I think she is. Um, she male competitor of the year, Shinsuke Nakamura, and overall competitor of the year, Shinsuke Nakamura. And I agree with that. I'm not upset. Um, I don't think that. Yeah, you know, I I think that's what should have happened. And uh, he did a good job. But that's NXT right there. So that was Saturday night. So that was about maybe four, I want to say five hours. Um, I thought WWE did a great job um, just putting this whole thing together. And, you know, we we will talk about it some more. Um, I don't know. There's something about the WWE that makes me happy. When I hear the WWE, it makes me feel secure, I, uh, you know, so anything that the WWE does gets me very happy, and uh, lately they've been on a great, you know, we got WrestleMania coming up in Orlando, that's going to be nice, and uh, you know, but I'll tell you what though, the Royal Rumble, that, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble in just a second, I cannot wait. And we're going to talk about some other things that are going on in the world of wrestling. So, 718-508-9883 is the number. You want to talk to me, all you have to do is call me. That's right. All you have to do is call me. And and, uh, here I am. 718-508-9883 is the number. How, um, How sad is it? That you know, people are, are are upset with the WWE because their favorite guy, um, their favorite guys are maybe not shown too much on NXT. But I mean, I don't know. I think the talent, the talent's great there, and I think it's working. But you be the judge of that. Seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three is the number. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm sitting here and I'm getting ready, uh, of course, to talk wrestling for three hours. And something got me really intrigued. And and this is this is why I love wrestling. Triple H gets the flack for being the boss's son-in-law, for being the you know the lackey. You know, the father-in-law being the boss. And, you know, it, it just goes to show. Stephanie McMahon and him are great together. Um, I guess, you know, I guess it's it's just one of those things that, that people say all the time. Oh, how come Triple H is with the boss's daughter? You know, if you watch the documentaries and you watch everything and you read everything, Vince wasn't happy about the dating thing, but you know what? They and again, watch all the documentaries in the click. They talk about how Triple H was the guy that all he did was talk business, and you know that's 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 one thing that I uh, that I gotta say. How how you know it? it just goes to show you, very he's very talented. 718 508 9883 is the number. So, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break? Come back, and we'll talk some more wrestling. and Because uh, i got to cover the Royal Rumble. 718 508 9883 is the number. Here's your commercials. You're right back under three minutes, well, maybe three minutes and change.
5: We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook.
3: All right, wrestling fans, we are back. Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara, Episode 91. Only on Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. Check us out. Um, Subscribe to us. We are on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher. And, of course, we are live right now. And you can hear all the shows back on blogtalkradio.com. Go to Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. And uh, you get yourself driven and make sure you stay driven. We are in the we are on the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania stops in um, in in the Royal Rumble, at the Royal Rumble, and this is the the one thing I love about the Royal Rumble. And people can say whatever they want to say about it, but but John Cena going to the cold was just. Amazing. You know, I mean, people crap all over John Cena, and John Cena continues to make people look dumb. Just like, you know, there's so many haters right now about John Cena. 718-508-9883. I don't understand. You say Cena has five moves. I've seen about maybe 20 or 30 moves just in that one match against AJ Styles Sunday night. Maybe that's why the outcome was so different. 718 508 is the number. So that's what's going on right here. I'm with you right now, and we're talking some wrestling. You know what? I can't wait. Let's talk about what happened at the Royal Rumble. And if you haven't seen it, shame on you. But if you want to see it and, it, and you can just go to the network and, don't go to your pay per view and order it. That's stupid. You guys want to have more money in your wallet. That's why I don't, I, I love all the pay per views that are coming out because I can pay nine ninety nine a month, watch it anytime I want. Don't have to tape it. It's not on my 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 um. But I don't have them, but it's not. <laughs> uh. It's not anywhere on, on you know, that's going to hurt my TV and but my DVR. It's, I don't have a DVR. But that's, that's what I'm talking about. But anyway, Raw Rumble recap. That's just Raw Rumble recap. Um, pre-show was great. We got to see Shawn Michaels, and he was, um, you know, promoting his new movie, you know, Gavin uh, Resurrection or Gavin Stone, the Resurrection of Shawn Michaels. Surprised that Shawn didn't wrestle because uh, 20 years ago he ended up wrestling Sid Vicious or Psycho Sid in the same arena. Sid Vicious was WCW and uh, it's crazy. And WWE was Psycho City. The man was Psycho. Um, Naomi, Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch took on SmackDown Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss, um, Mickey James, and Natalya. Got to tell you, that big fan, big, big fan, um, the whole women's division. Shout out to the women's division because they're just killing it. And that's another thing. People are ripping it apart. I'm not because I think it's great. But if you guys want to talk about the women's division or anything, seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three is the number. But we got to keep this going. We're talking the Royal Rumble. So, Key James, um, Natalia, and Alexa Bliss. And I was wrong because Naomi, uh, Bree Bella, and Becky Lynch defeated that team. And Naomi, she continues to look good. She looks great. You know, I know she's with the Uso, but my God, she's beautiful. Nikki Bell is beautiful too, and Becky, I just love the red hair. So. And it, it was just a good match, um, to, a match to start off. A uh, match I was surprised to see on the undercard, um, the pregame show. It was uh, the tag team champions, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Cesaro and Sheamus. And I don't don't know. You know, they had no, it's like they put those two together and they didn't know what they were going to do with them. And good guy, bad guy tag team, sometimes it works. Uh, But it it looks like as of right now, though, it looks like they'll probably head on down to WrestleMania for a match themselves But right now we gotta go to the phone lines Because we have on the line I'm Mr. Grimm
6: up.
3: How's it going out there Mr. Grimm What's up man You tell me man Fresh off your Canadian tour
6: How how, uh, how are you feeling Um, I'm feeling a lot better now You know, like during the tour, you know, it did, it kind of took its toll on me a little bit because, I mean, I've never been in a position to pretty much wrestle for 12 days straight. So, you know, (laughs) say by like the maybe sixth, seventh, eighth day, you know, from going to the gym in the morning to driving, you know, two, three, four, five hours sometime, you know, the last one was about eight hours you know, being in the car. Then as soon as we get out the car, we're loading the ring. After we load the ring, we're training. You know, after we train, we're getting ready for the show, then do the show. Then after, you know, the show is done, break it down, break down the ring, you know, and then go to the after party. So that was how it was for like 12 days straight.
3: And then go to the after party. You see, that's what I missed, man. That's what I missed when uh, when I got into wrestling. I got into it late, and to me, the after party was hanging out with my with my ex clan members. We went to a diner. We chilled out after. We didn't go to no party. Nah, not that I didn't get invited. I get invited by anybody. I, I missed that, but I I hear you. Then getting up the next day and doing it all over. But i got to tell you, I've been checking out the videos and the matches, and some of the crowds were really – I mean, the crowd was really – they were involved in your match. They loved your match. Your match that you had against Isidaro was really good. Isidaro was really good.
6: I appreciate it. I mean, it was um, – I would say that was probably, like, one of my best matches that, you know, I've had so far. Um. You know, a couple of things.
3: I was going to say, you guys were throwing bombs.
6: (laughs) I mean, with a person, you know, for one, when somebody is coming from Japan, like, the first thing a lot of people think of when you're coming from Japan is strong style. So it's like, you know, I had to show him that I'm not going to back down from, you know, the Japanese reputation.
3: Absolutely, I mean, show them what America has to offer. I mean, and not only America, but show them what Mister Grimm has to offer. Show them that you know, you know, here I am. You say you're strong style, and and I'm gonna prove you wrong. And you did. You took him to the limit. I mean, it it just was a a, a hard fought match, and and I'm very proud of you that you went out there and you showed the the crowd who you are. I know you probably met a lot of different yeah you, know, you probably met a lot of Canadian fans and Canadian fans are very passionate about their wrestling, just like American fans
6: so yeah they are. and um it's it was very shocking because you know I heard before I got down there that you know the Canadian fans were a lot different than the American fans, you know, and honestly, that is true, like it seems like they have you know, appreciate us a lot more and, you know, have like a lot more respect. Like it'd be a whole bunch of people, you know, before the show doing, um, you know, the early access where a lot of our Mm -hmm.
1: people
6: like we'll be selling, you know, we have our merch out and the people would just Mm -hmm. come up to us, shake our hands and say, thank you for coming. Like, I've never experienced that before. You know, for them to just go down the line, shake everybody's hand, and say, "Hey, thank you for coming. We appreciate you being here." You know, when we're leaving, thank you for having. Like, you know, they appreciated us.
3: Yeah, and that's the and that's the the culture over there. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big uh, that's a pretty big deal. But I just want everybody to know that if you you know if you want to go and check out, um, you know, you want to go check out these matches. All you have to do is just go over to uh your YouTube Mr Grimm's YouTube page, the Hitman for Hire Mr Grimm. And uh some of these matches, like I said, I mean it it's it, it's just mind blowing. You you blew the roof off the, the places, um uh, I mean, uh what what can you say about uh what can you say about your experience working for um Canadian wrestling? Was an
6: elite,
3: right? yeah, oh's um, <laughs> yeah, that at so, least <laughs> get that that messed up because there's so many elites
4: out there, but
3: not 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 that Canadian you know Canadian wrestling. check that out too, Go ahead.
6: yeah, but um, you know, it was an honor to have a chance to wrestle for the Canadian wrestling elite, you know, when I got there. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, Chase Owens was in the locker room. ACH was in the locker mm-hmm. room. Danny Duggan, I believe he has nine or more years wrestling. And just being in the mm-hmm. locker room with, you know, so many people that have so many years around the business, you know, being able to pick their brains and, you know, get advice.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Like one one of the people that, you know, I, I got a lot of advice from was, you know, Chase Owens. Like he would literally, you know, he'd watch my matches. And you know, say, hey man, you know, he critique it, let me know what he liked, what he didn't like, what I could change, and you know, different things that I could work on. So, you know, that it was good being able to, you know, get advice for, you know, somebody who literally wrestles with the best in the business, with some of the best in the business.
3: Couldn't I, I couldn't agree with you more I could not agree with you, Mark. You know, I couldn't agree with you, Mark. On that I mean you you know there are some people out there that and and it's true with every good criticism, bad criticism but when when a veteran like chase owens um you know wants to give you advice, I would take it, you know, and uh so that's what I think,
6: yeah, I mean there well, he's one of the people. That
3: knows what right. they're talking about. How is uh how, how is ACH?
6: You wrestled him, right? Yeah, I did.
3: How is his um, style? It was was it everything that you you've seen and you know and more?
6: Honestly, I didn't know ACH was like such a jokester. And um.
3: Mm-hmm. Or or was, uh or in yeah right or I was gonna say or a, a river right. <laughs> yes,
6: <yeah>, exactly. <laughs> But um you know with him like every single day like while we were setting up and training, you know, he'd be on he'd be on the music like doing karaoke just singing like the whole time. And we're over there like, Oh my gosh, please shut up and um he actually gave me this nickname, like have you seen um Family Matters?
3: Of course.
6: Yeah, he uh I got the <laughs> who, name
3: what do you from name him. you I was gonna say what do you name Officer, you uh who do you
6: yeah. name you uh who? Officer Winslow. So like doing the whole oh, tour like
3: Winslow.
6: Carl or Officer Winslow and stuff like
3: that. <laughs> for those of you who probably don't know, but Carl and Steve, they drank this juice that Steve made one time and it was like snooze juice and it put uh it put the, their friends, this, well, Carl's friends who was wrestlers asleep sleep, and they actually wrestled the Bushwhackers, and uh, Call and uh, Urkel filled in. And if you guys didn't see that episode, it's a funny episode. I mean, of course, I I used to love Family Matters, but that episode when it involved the Bushwhackers because I've never seen the Bushwhackers in anything, a TV show, a movie, or nothing. But he, that that's a that's a funny uh, episode. So he called you Officer Officer Winslow, and how did you respond to that?
6: Well, I mean, I would just, you know, just ignore it because it seemed, you know, it just seemed like, you know, he was just trying to test me a little bit because we had a Mm -hmm. ref there who, you know, he was – everybody was calling him disrespectful because he's only been in the business like nine months, and he's complaining – about everything, and you know they're driving yeah. and, like the veterans. They're you know in the front, you know keeping everybody awake, and he's in the back like sleep. So they got mad at that, and it was like wow. some other things. Yeah. So no, this is the it, same.
3: This is the same ACH from ROH. How was he in the business nine months? I
6: thought he was no, in the business no, 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 longer than it that. Was a, it was a referee who was in the business for nine months. Oh, a referee. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say
3: I, I I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. I thought you were talking about yeah. it. was like, yeah. wait a minute. Oh, a referee. Oh, I would have threw him out. I would have told him to start walking. Are you serious?
6: Get into that.
5: <laughs> so basically complaining
3: like that? I mean, come on, you know, complaining, that's I, I hate when people I you know, put your your earbuds, whatever. Put music on, whatever you gotta do to keep yourself uh uh, awake I mean uh, How is the, the How is the weather Let's talk You know Before we do that Why don't we hit the phone line I'm sure there. I'm sure There's somebody That would love To talk to you And me About this Because I don't know Really about Canadian weather Let's see If we can get somebody Up in Canada hmm. Let's see <laughs>
6: I guess you couldn't get somebody from Canada? How
3: do you know? Hello? Yes, you're right. Hello? Uh, Well, I don't know what's going on. I tried to do that earlier, and I couldn't get what I wanted tonight. So I was hoping maybe I would be able to get it. But you never know. I'm Magic Mike. You know, things happen for reasons. But anyway, you are listening to Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode 91, I have my good friend, Mr. Grimm. Man, I, I for love heart- it. Right, right fresh, right fresh off of your Canadian tour, and you came on my show to talk to me about your Canadian experience. Um, so did you put anybody in your body bag, by the way?
6: Well, I tried to, but um, I guess his, <laughs> his lover came and saved him. You know, Who's as lover? I love her. It was a guy named Travis Cole, and um, you know, after our match, I was, I was putting him in there, and then, like his partner <laughs> came and jumped with the body bag, and you know, tried to save him. I was just like, you know, bump that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I hear you. Um, how is the? Uh, so, well, forget the weather. How is the? the you know, how was your mindset before the trip, get ready, you know, on the plane? You know, you're going to Canada now. I mean, uh, it's kind of like when Rocky went over to Russia, you know, in Rocky Four, Like, he didn't know what to expect, you know?
6: Yeah, and I mean, I knew it was going to be cold. I knew that I was going to be... You know, physically and mentally tested. So, you know, on the way there, like my flight was only like an hour and fifty-five minutes because I flew to Chicago and met up with um with Tony Kazina and um you know we met with two other people when we rode up there. So we rode from Chicago all the way to um, Canada, but um you know I was a little nervous at first. Even you know when I got there, like for my first time. I would have been nervous.
3: Like, I would have been nervous too. I didn't know you can go to Chicago from Canada, but I don't know. My I guess my geographic is long. <laughs> the, I don't know the only the only the only time I went to Canada, the only time one time, actually I throw that's not true because I went through Buffalo one time and then I went through New England the other time. Died, but I didn't even know you can go to Chicago. That's crazy.
6: Well, I mean, it was you know we went to <laughs> Chicago to think we went to I think North Dakota, so one of the Dakotas, and um yeah. with then and then you know from Wisconsin I believe we went you right. know got there from Wisconsin.
3: A couple of uh, chiefs had up in Wisconsin. Us. Shout out to Wisconsin. And then you got out through up there or over there. Ah, that's cool. But, uh, but yeah, for, for the fans listening, give—I was yeah. gonna say for the fans listening—plug out, plug some of your uh, your stuff, and then we can get back into the stories.
6: What are you talking about? My link?
3: Yeah, plug.
6: You know,
3: yeah. We'll we'll do that. We'll <laughs> take care of that now and then. You know, I always want you to come on and plug your stuff. You're a, you're an awesome yeah. guy, bro. I think you're gonna I be appreciate- in my neighborhood pretty soon too, right, Staten Island? <laughs> Um, yes, I will on um, March fourth. Oh man, that sucks. I want I I, I uh, that really sucks because you're gonna have the time of your freaking life. We'll get into that in, in a little bit, but I'm, unfortunately, I'm not gonna be able to make it. I'm gonna be home. Well, I'm not saying unfortunately, but I'm gonna be home with my dad, taking care of him, still getting him, um, you know, ready and, and uh, in shape, and he's coming along pretty good. But uh, but yeah, so plug away, my friend.
6: Yeah, I mean, like I tell everybody, you can easily go on the Google search and type in the hitman for hire, Mister Grimm. If you do that, you know my Facebook is the first thing that pops up. If you click images, you know my pictures will come up. Even if you go click on shopping, my um, you know my shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees is on there. So that's one thing if you go to YouTube, I mean you can do the same thing, the Hitman for so Hire Instagram, and it'll my videos on my page will come up from there. Um I always forget my Instagram one, but um on Instagram you can type in give me one second. Yep. All this is one word. Well, except for the number, but hitman, then the number four. Higher underscore Mr Period Grim. If you put all that in, I mean before you even, you know, get finished with that, my page will automatically pop up. And also on Twitter. I'm logging into that right now. You can put at Mr Grim underscore is I S the number four underscore higher. H I R E.
3: Sweet. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's it amazing. Me, you yes, have all that stuff. I give out my Instagram, and I don't have one. No, that's <laughs> nah, the only thing I don't do is Instagram. I do everything else: Twitter, I tweet, uh, Facebook. Uh, you know, everything that's that's shipped, I guess today, that people do except for Instagram. I don't know. I I just uh, don't have the time to be doing all that. Yeah, I mean. I I get why people do it. It's another form of the media, and you know, it's another social thing, and you know, that's just uh, the the name of the game. You know, you're staying ahead of everything. And uh, pro wrestling tees, dude, that's the way to go. You know, if I had the the followers, you know, that are necessary, they the the shirts that I'd be making possibilities are endless but it's never too late I mean pro wrestling now with Magic Mike Farrar episode 91 we're almost to a hundred you realize that (laughs) you've been coming on this show now and this show's almost going to a hundred isn't that crazy
6: yeah I think I've been on like four or five times already
3: yeah well you you brought the people too. you brought the and the pot and the people listen to you and and they relate to you and they uh, you know you're you're on your way. I mean, you're doing pretty good. I mean, you're wrestling different places, especially coming off that tour. I mean, the doors are probably going to get kicked down now. That's probably going to be your, that's probably going to be, your, your uh, you know, where people know, you know, where you got your in kind of, you know, you just did like you said. I I've never, I've never, I don't think a lot of people on the independent circuit would say that they did that a tour like that. First of all, not in the United States. Maybe Canada, but I mean, where there's wrestling every night. I mean, over here it's a weekend. You know, Saturday, Sunday. Not, not, not like that. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear. Uh, how was the food, by the way, up in Canada?
6: Oh man, it's is one place called Tim Hortons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you I've know, heard of you it. Had- yep. Yeah, you need to go, and if you like, after you go, you need to like leave out the door, walk back in, and go again. <laughs> it's kind of like how I am with the buffets, right? <laughs> go in, you leaving. I,
3: I I love it. I yeah, Tim Horton. Uh, Tim Horton's is is big in Canada. Yeah, Tim. I, I I've heard about Tim. So that's uh. Huh. Another one thing I wanted to ask you too. The other referee, I've seen her, very pretty.
6: That wasn't a question.
3: That that wasn't, that wasn't, the, the question is, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, i seen the, the referee, the question is, who is she? Can she count the three? I love it.
6: Uh, oh, crap. Hold on. Give me one second. Don't quote me. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm ripping you. I'm ripping really
6: me. For like days, so. uh, give me one second. Really quick, cause right. I, I, I have her on Facebook. and um. Oh, yeah, uh, cool. we well, Don't care about her name. I'm only ripping you, bro. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, she's a referee, and, you know, maybe we can get she's her on really the show. really good,
3: or... too. Yeah, that would be great to get her on the show. I, you know, that's that's where you come in, my friend. You you've done so much for the show. I can't I can't thank you enough. I always thank you enough. You know that. But you know um I was hoping that you'd have a match. Uh, uh I was hoping that you have a match with ACH on on your uh, you you know somebody taped it for you i recorded it for you. I keep on saying tape. Filmed
6: it, recorded I, mean, I recorded the match it was like I oh. ended up being a, a six man. I mean, yeah, six man tag against her. Oh, yeah. Oh, you
3: didn't face him one on one.
6: No, I didn't. Some people oh, did. Oh, you didn't get the t-
3: Gotcha. So let's uh let's see what we have here. Um, yeah, your match against uh your your uh your match um, Mister Grimm and Flash, Gordon. Um, versus uh, Cody Lane and Travis, uh, and Cole. Travis Cole were pretty – was really good, really good.
6: I appreciate it.
3: You know, I mean, I mean the crowd was really – I was going to say the crowd was really into it. Uh, where was that?
6: That was in Thunder Bay. And the oh. thing about it was, um, you know, me and him weren't supposed to tag. Like because he actually had a ta- his tag team partner with him, but his tag team partner like got sick or something while he was here, and he like had to fly back home. So it ended up, mm. you know, being me and him versus them two, and um,
1: mm.
6: you know that's, the best uh, turn out. That,
3: that's that's sad though. I I don't like that to hear that that somebody goes out there for an opportunity and gets sick. I mean that sucks, and I I I hope. Uh, Whoever it is uh, is well, and I hope he gets better. Well, I'm sure he's better now, but I hope he, uh, I hope you know, I hope he gets another shot, and I hope the next time he goes out there, I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's important. And next week on the show, Danny Duggan's going to give us a call. To uh, he's got a big show coming up. So he's going to plug. I'm, I have him on the show to plug that and talk to him about this thing that's running wild in Canada. It seems to be it seems to be that it's going uh it's going pretty uh pretty well, you know, and I'm I'm happy. But I'm gonna try the phones again and let's see if I can get that that uh Canadian connection that I want. Maybe we can get him on the line and talk about some some things that I wanted to ask him. Um if not, uh probably next week I'll be able we're gonna probably have his show running back up. Hey, Smith. How are you, buddy?
4: Good, Mike. How are you?
3: Good. You're you're live right now on Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrar. I tried to call you earlier when I first got into the studio, but the studio wouldn't let me. So I'm giving you a call now. I have uh, Mr. Grimm's on
6: the line. Oh, good. How are you, Mr. Grimm? What's up, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh... I'm suffering a little,
4: you know, from the goddamn cancer but uh how was the rest of your tour? I, I uh, you're still, you're back in back home I guess by now.
6: Yeah, I am. I mean the tour went yeah. great. The rest of it, you Good. know, went and I was a little down that you, um, you know, got there late and wasn't able to catch my yeah. match, but you know, it happened.
4: I still haven't seen it. Raymond has been working and moving both my friend, uh, you know, a fellow wrestler Raymond Rennie, uh, uh, and uh, he still hasn't uh, been over to to so I could see it on his, you know, he's got uh, a computerized telephone or whatever. So I still have not seen it. I had a lot of functions and things to go to and hospital appointments and stuff and. I'm uh, doing a cancer thing with my brother, Brett, I think. You know, it's sort of, sort of tentative still, but uh, you know, we both got cancer. We both had the same doctor to start with, but I gave up on that doctor and went to another one, although I did go back to the first one for a uh, surgery, but, uh, you know, minor surgery. But uh, anyway, it's been busy as hell for me. So it was good timing when I did go, even though uh, I, did, I missed your match. Uh, it was a damn shame. I'll see it on TV. I'll see it on the internet. though. Uh, yeah. Is is uh? That's what I wanted to
3: ask Mr. Grimm. Is your is your match on your YouTube page?
6: Um, I need to. I have to remember, like who actually. Let me see. I, think- I,
3: well, I'll tell you. I was gonna say. I'll tell you what I have here. Um, I have uh. I have um, the one we just talked about, and then I have the one with uh, it's, uh, Chicago uh, Erie. Uh, then there's one here um, with uh, Mr. Grimm and uh, TW uh, 3 versus uh, Garrison Creed and Danny Duggan. Was that and over there? That
6: was, yeah, that was um, the one in Calgary.
3: Okay. So it is there. So there you go. So Smith, when uh when you get Raymond over there he can hook you up. And it's on the hitman for hot, for hire Mr. Grimm YouTube. So
4: that's Son, good. Yep. I miss my son's match too. Well, Maxie a wrestled too. I think he was so disappointed but um, you know, just, it was just the the and the C train was going under repairs that day and they had uh your uh, trains to, you know, and shit like that, but anyway. You missed yeah, my match, I, too,
3: Yeah, I, want... I was going to say, hold on a second. He, you missed my match, too, against the stomach flu. I
4: lost. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, too bad.
1: Uh, <laughs> goddamn flu. Yeah, That's horrible. Bad, right? That's I,
4: too, I was, I, I, yeah, I was
3: growing up all over the place. It was disgusting. But anyway... <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so uh, talk about about uh, talk about your interaction, and uh, I, I'm definitely curious, and the fans are curious to know this uh, right here on Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike for our episode number ninety one. We made the call to Canada to talk to our good friend Smith Hart, uh, but yeah, talk about the interaction.
6: What did I was I'll ask
3: the questions then. What did you think of Smith, uh, Mr. Grimm, when you first seen him, or him?
6: Well, when I saw him, I was, like, surprised because um, he actually walked up to me. I was like, hey, what's up, Mr. Grimm? And I was like, oh, crap. You know, Smith Hart just walked up to me and talked to (laughs) me. So, (laughs) and then I, like, see when he walked in because I was, you know, getting ready. And then I look up, and there's Smith. I was like, oh, shit. What? Yeah, and it was good I was
4: not seen. Like, uh, if I had just showed up on my own, uh, I would have walked right through the crowd. Nobody knew I was there. You know, there was some real kind of enlightened fans that, uh, you know, I know and they were shocked when they saw me come out there to uh, defend the Hart name uh, when I did, or I can't remember the guy's name, that, uh he'll be fighting my son, I guess, down in April on the rematch, but. Uh, you, you can, you might know his name. Uh, I just can't put to my mind right now. But it was a total shock that uh, I walked out out of the blue. Not, nobody, you know, not Matthew. You know, uh, and they annihilated uh, little Pistol Pete and uh, D- Dynamite Dan. And then the guys on the mic uh, berating uh, them and uh, the hearts in general and. You know, little Pete's my brother in law and uh dynamite dan is something like that you know he you know he, he's like uh, all this with uh, uh bronwyn uh one of the dynamite kids uh, daughter and uh anyway uh it' just sort of the uh, fans were quite surprised and they 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 bought, they bought- it you know like uh it was good to help the uh, crowd! I think. I hope next time around for, the, for that uh, ECW or they're called the the Elite uh, Wrestling Elite. Yeah, that's
3: that's uh, that's gonna next. I was saying that to Mr. Grimm, next week, uh, Danny Duggan is gonna be uh, one of one of my guests because um, he's got a big he's got a big show coming up with all the oldies and uh all the all the uh all the legends well, uh, all the, all the, the legends uh, sorry all the legends yeah yeah they got a big show coming up Bobby the brain human going to Canada and uh um Steamboat, Ricky Steam the Dragon Steamboat, Hall of Famers by the way. Um, I mean, a grappler, Tully Blanchard, the new Hey how about how about Tully? Tully Blanchard's a grandfather. Congratulations <laughs> to Tully how about that one? That's oh, awesome.
4: Yeah. yeah. There's a guy on that uh poster, they called him the Grappler. I didn't recognize him in there. Who who would that be on that Winnipeg uh show, that that uh legends show. You, you know the Grappler?
3: Grappler? I don't know the Grappler. I I think I've probably heard it. I've never heard of the Grappler. Um well yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's in Winnipeg, yeah, that's uh that's uh that's the show coming up. Um, if you guys want to go to that uh, tickets dot com, check it out. Uh, uh, schedule to appear, they have a super ticket, and uh, it's it's it should be should be interesting. Yeah, I I didn't I don't know the gra- I, I probably don't know the grappler then. So no, nor I. So, unfortunately, Mr. Grimm, while you were in Canada, some things were happening over here. The uh, passing of Superfly Jimmy Snooker.
6: Yeah, I heard, like, I heard and I saw that when I was over there. And that was a definitely was uh, sad day for the wrestling community.
4: Yeah, he was a one-of-a-kind uh, wrestler. He was, like, a modern-day, uh, uh, you know, a board called Ponche or Raqqa kind of he did, did some pretty good flying and pretty, pretty well built, too, and pretty probably pretty tough. All those uh, Islanders seem to be fairly, uh, you almost crazed when you get them cornered, uh, you, know, in, you know, in a street fight or something, you know, uh, they uh, they're active all year round. You know when they come from, you know, when they're from uh, Fiji or Samoa or Tonga or, uh, you know, even all the way down to some to, uh, uh, I guess Australia and New Zealand. They're all, you know, crazy guys. Hawaiians, even you know, they're really, uh, really ballsy bunch of guys.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. The one thing that I, I loved about Jimmy is that everybody always used to headbutt him. And everybody always used to they, they headbutt him. And you realize after a while that you can't headbutt uh, Jimmy Snooker. I mean, it's not going to work. You know, Jimmy's just that big guy and he's got the, the, you know, Roddy Piper trying to take him out with a coconut. And it's just, yeah. that angle alone, that angle alone got me Got me really as a kid, I remember watching it going, he just whipped Jimmy Snooker with a belt. It's Rowdy Piper out of his mind. And sure enough, Snooker just, you know, got up and then, you know, made the whole, uh, you know, I want Piper. And it, that's what made me, that's what made me really um, be a Jimmy Snooker fan. So, I mean, and, and you know, his legendary fights with Don Morocco, he, even his promos were really good. You know, when you know when, when he talked to Vince McMahon about going in the cage, you know, he was saying, like, you know, Vinny, you know, like, Vinny, you know, this is, you know, what's going to happen. And Don Morocco, when I get in that cage, you know, it, there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. And, you know, that, and you felt it from Jimmy Snooker. You felt, yeah, the, you, know, you, felt uh, the emo- you felt the emotions. You've had yeah. a lot of interactions with him over the years, right, I'm sure?
4: Yeah, the last time I saw him was at his birthday party in uh I don't know, was it Pittsburgh or uh Pennsylvania or somewhere, I don't know, I can't remember. I was on a been to quite a few different cities that time on that particular tour. And uh I'm sorry to you know see him go and Mike Gondolas and Mike and s my condolences, oh. my condolences oh. to his uh family and his daughter. Um, yeah. you know, it's uh it's a tremendous loss, for sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I was stunned, as as everybody was. Um, you know, it just like I said, you know, it took the breath out of me. But you know, it's it's just, you know, I I could imagine what his daughter and what his family and his wife is. I uh, you know, I knew his wife Carol, and I I met his daughter, and I met, of course, I worked with with Jimmy when he was over here and uh, for East Coast uh, professional wrestling, ECPW and uh you now was uh he touched a lot of lives and he trained a lot of people as well. He uh he had a big yeah. hand in training the uh the reinforcer Andrew Anderson. Andrew Anderson called him Pops.
4: Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, we uh we lost Mr Grimm, He checked out for some it's, reason.
4: Oh uh, he'll be in a better place, to, uh make you know but, uh,
3: yeah, definitely. Sure. No, he definitely will be. I mean, it was you know he was suffering from from dementia. Absolutely. And
1: yeah,
3: and that's you know, and, and again, that's the that's the 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 toll on and especially with Jimmy. I mean, you know, Jimmy used he did to a use lot of his moves, pedal. flying
4: headbutt uh, and stuff. He did a lot of stuff with his yeah. head, and he thrashed his yeah. body uh, much the way dynamite kid did. You know, uh,
3: gave it all, a dynamite. gave it all speaking of dynamite kid, um, what's going on with him? What's the latest news about
4: dynamite? Just that he's in pretty rough shape. Uh, you know, he's another one that's probably, uh, you know, suffering as he lives, you know, his family's all here in, in Calgary. And, um uh, you, know, you know, I don't think he sees them much or even, I think they contact him a bit here and there, but, uh, yeah, he's still yeah,
1: he's, he's in
3: England still, right?
4: Yeah, he's been in England and he can't go anywhere. You know, he's yeah. Uh, you know, he's in the wheelchair, right? Yeah, no, he's got part of his foot, his leg missing, and uh, he's, uh, he's got oh, I'm sorry, diabetes. He that. and, yeah, that's too bad. He <sighs> to was a widely tuned athlete in his day.
3: Yeah, I I, uh, I definitely I I. De- no, I was going to say I definitely know that i i read his uh i read his book and i have i should say I have his book, and I read it of yeah. course and that book was that book to me was really uh it opened my eyes uh that was one of the first wrestling books i've read i i think i've read that I really loved, and I'll read it a thousand times over i mean but the uh the British bulldogs, both of them to me were were such a great tag team. They were just, you know, again, you had Davey Power, but he could also do technical stuff. You know, um, Dynamite would would do flips and jump off the rope, and dive and headbutts. That's uh, that's to me, that's uh, that's a big deal, and and that's a good that's a good tag team. That's kind of like a, a, a smartphone awesome, foundation you know, technical and... Yeah, and very, similar.
4: Very, very similar, very similar. Very similar. And Chris very Benoit similar. kind of uh, modeled himself after dynamite. He, yes. he was, uh, you know, that was his... Uh, he was kind of a protege of dynamites uh, and modeled yeah. himself after dynamite. Yeah. You know, they're making a
3: movie. They're making a movie about Benoit. Actually somebody contacted me and and said uh that they're making a I guess the Chris Benoit story or something. I know they're making the movie.
4: Well, that's uh interesting. It's quite quite a story anyway,
3: uh Yeah, I you know, it's just uh sad how it ended. You know, I? you know, it's it's really sad I'm I'm sure, um but
1: I, I feel bad for
3: for everybody involved and in, you know, his father I know. And I watched a lot of interviews about that and I watched a lot of uh wrestlers give their takes on what happened. And it's sad, you know. Especially like Chavo, you know, about how how he was saying, you know, that he 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 either saw Eddie or wanted to see Eddie or something. And yeah. you know, it's just and you know it's and you know it's the concussion syndrome. You know, it's that's what it is. It's that concussion syndrome. It's it's really bad. And and wrestlers, wrestlers don't realize. I mean, not wrestlers. Well, people don't realize that wrestlers. You know, they put their body on the line. Eventually, you know, they're gonna. Especially if you're doing a lot of head moves. Um, even even Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan was really taken, And that and and uh, unfortunately, you know, he's not wrestling anymore. But, you know, anytime you put your body on the line that's what's going to happen. And, uh, unfortunately, and, and, you know, Ben, Ben, I remember when Ben, wrestled as a Pegasus kid. Yeah. masked man. He
4: wrestled. And I remember when,
3: yeah. And I remember when he came, uh, when he came up, you know, to, you know, you know, WCW. And, and I remember when he, you know, got the shot with WWF, when he came in with the radicals and, he went on to, to have a you know, good career, and, and that that happened since then, you know. But anyway, this is Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode 91. I I I uh, have Mr. Smith hard on the line. I, I called because of Mr. Grimm, but I also called because I was going to call you tonight so you can come on the show and, and talk to me and uh, talk about the world of wrestling. And, why uh, I wanted to get your take on the, the Jimmy Snooker situation and such a sad uh such a sad situation, um yeah, you were talking about you were talking about your cancer, uh what's going on with it right now where we' where are we at with it
4: well i been I was getting hot and cold flashes uh day after day huh. that were keeping me awake, just steady every few seconds, believe it or not, like not minute by you know minutes, but like almost a few seconds i Back to hot, and sweating, and then a minute later, I'm shivering, and uh, mm. I'm turning the fans on, opening the windows, kicking the blankets off, stripping my clothes off, putting them back on. Uh, I had a hot tea. I had a hot cup of uh, soup. I had a hot cereal. I I had a hot bath. I, uh, you know, I uh, slept this way or that way on my bed, you know, head to foot and foot uh, to head. And, uh mm-hmm. Tried tried everything you know and, and I, could, I, you know finally I saw a doctor here in the same building I lived as a doctor uh and uh he gave me these uh, pills for menopause and uh, they seemed to work uh you know I'd take two of them uh last night you know but uh one seemed to work the first time, but you know i hope it's uh, i'm not Really feeling it too much today. It's a fucking cold, miserable day outside. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's aggravating when you're, you're dead tired and you're two days in a row you haven't slept and, and, uh, yeah, and, and then you're hot and sweaty as well. You know, it's just torture. It's so Sleep deprivation is much like, star, I don't know if it's anything like starvation, but it is. Falls
3: under the no, I don't want
4: to keep you. I was going to say, I don't want to keep you if you want to go to sleep. No, that's okay. It's early. It's not that, you know. All right. You know, And I, 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 yeah, I, uh, I, I, uh, I was going to say, I I cold in oh, It's you're... a
3: cold day. Oh, it's
4: man. a cold day anyway. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm sorry brother. to hear you're that. Not me from any... You're not keeping me from anything. That's oh, the latest. Uh, uh, Wait.
3: You
4: know, yeah,
3: I wanted to know what was going on and I wanted to tell everybody that your show's coming back. I was waiting for you to call me, by the way, so we could talk about what's going to go on. You know, uh, I, I, I took I to about call you uh, from... today,
4: just yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, anyway, we got to well, go. I'd like to, the to uh, I
4: you know, have... I'll be uh, talking to Chuck Wepner one of these days on my show. Oh. I told him I'd build, build it. Uh, Chuck Wepner.
3: That's gonna be uh, great. We're gonna have that's gonna be awesome. But right now I gotta get to the uh the full minds. This is pro wrestling now with Magic Mike Ferrara on Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. I got we gotta go on the line right now because we have a wrestling promoter, uh a good friend of mine, good friend of the shows, um, Mister uh, Kyle Cotts is his name. And uh, we're uh, we're here, and he's on with us. Kyle, you're on with the legendary Smith Art, and, of course, myself, Max Mike. How are you tonight?
0: I am wonderful. How are both of you?
4: Good enough. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm surviving. I can right. my are both here, so.
0: Yeah, it's uh you know I I actually got in not that long ago. Um, I actually just got off a podcast for NerdPort Network, as Mike would probably know. Um, but I'm definitely interested in talking some wrestling as I sip on this coffee I currently have from Wawa. <laughs> okay.
3: Nice. And if you just missed what uh if you just missed what Smith said, he's uh unfortunately Smith has bone cancer. So when you oh. asked him how he was doing, he was.
4: I'm sorry to hear that. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's terminal bone cancer. I didn't even discover it. Yeah, uh, terminal. Stage four, stage four. So, uh, you know, my days are numbered. uh, They said I got a year to live. I I don't feel that way, but uh, I guess the best cancer doctor, Dr. Hang, in uh, Canada. And Mm. uh, we can't uh, sort of dismiss his... uh, you know, yes, at the same time, it's in the hands of God, you know, it's, it's destiny, fate, whatever, but, uh, I'm fighting it, and I, I, uh, appreciate a lot of the fans who have prayed for me, and shown, uh, their support, and buying my pictures, and, uh, this and that, you know, uh, sending me letters, and, uh, you know, Facebooking me, and stuff like that, and I always appreciate their prayers, and their, their, uh, uh, concerns about me you know i had some real friends come up from ontario say like 2500 miles they flew up for my little uh celebration of my life uh, we had two weeks ago at uh one of my family's favorite restaurants here in calgary spiro's pizza and uh that was quite touching <coughs> all my family showed up even ones that uh that aren't really haven't been on speaking terms for weeks, months, years, you know, some of them are kind of about uh, disassociates, but uh, they all came together, and uh, I appreciate that, and I love them all for it.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I do apologize for missing that, Divot, um, but no, absolutely, I'm so sorry to hear that, and absolutely, during this time, family and friends are the best um, as far as support and being there for you, and of course, I yeah. wish you you know the best with everything, and you know, you never know what will happen if you just fight.
4: That's right. If you know, got to fight
3: it. Yeah, and and that's, uh, and I feel that's, and I feel this is what's keep going, you know, doing the podcast, you know, with, on this network <laughs> and the uh, Tony-Driven Radio Entertainment Network and doing his show, The Heart Grapevine. I mean, you know, over the past year, I mean, Smith and I really became good friends because Smith is so smart, now, you know, business-wise, wrestling-wise, but to tell a story and then you know they have all the great stories behind it and the history, and it's just a uh, an amazing um, story. But um, Kyle has a wrestling promotion; it's called Jersey Premier Championship Wrestling. It's out in New Jersey. And uh, Kyle, why don't you talk about uh, what's going on?
0: Well, I think you know what's going on. Uh, February 11th, correct? Where are we run out of the old brick <laughs> elks. And of course, we have an action-packed show, which is great because the Elks have a fantastic past for wrestling. And after a two-year hiatus, we finally were able to talk them into running shows again. So it's definitely going to be a very fun night, for all involved in the community and in the area.
3: Very cool. Uh, give us a uh, you know, give us uh, give us a, a lineup. Who am I going to? Who who will the fans be seeing? Unfortunately. I'm not going to be able to make it, but um, uh, you know I want everybody to to make sure they get their tickets, and uh, we'll talk about how you can get your tickets after. But give us a lineup, give us uh, give us what you can give us. You always have some good insight for me when when I have you on here.
0: <laughs> we definitely have an interesting right? lineup. We have some Wait. surprises. I'm pulling it up actually, so I'm definitely going to buy myself time um, just to make sure Sorry. I don't I'm mess okay. up
3: something. Uh um, anyway, that's what good
0: <laughs> no, dude, there's always technical difficulties, like the last show we had a few, which was pretty funny um but yeah. no yeah, We that, have, that was, We
3: definitely that was, that was yeah, I was gonna say that because I had a, I, I believe I was thinking of my grandmother dinner that was in the middle yeah, that was a technical difficulty,
0: but anyway God. <laughs> <laughs> but um oh, we have we have some guys it it's a fun venue because. There's a lot of old, there's been so many wrestlers in the past that have cut their teeth there or have made a mark at the venue, that when you bring back the venue, it's a no brainer to book guys like Atomic Dog and Slayer. You know what I mean, the American Muscle mm-hmm. Shark. Um, but at the same time, you can bring in some guys that have traveled the world. You know, like a de- like international superstars such as Pinky Sanchez. You can bring in really cool mm-hmm. attractions like Danny DeMonto, mm-hmm. Devin Moore. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing. And, of course, 9 from ECW for something very different because he doesn't really make many appearances, and we were able to get him on the show.
3: Oof, yeah. 9 uh, one scary dude. Him and Tommy Dreamer, castle matches, ladder match. He, he threw Tommy Dreamer one time through, through dozens and dozens of tables at the old ECW arena. Uh, I, I was cringing when I seen that, and I was in high school.
0: Well, nine one one, he was a very cool character. He he was able to mm-hmm. elicit a reaction and he was able to get over with one move and a good look. And then it turned out the he actually man. could, you know. That's all he needed though, and that's fantastic. And he could do more. It's just all he really needed was that choke slam for everybody to go nine one one. And he man, he got over with very, you know, that's all he needed. And that's that's great. That's a
4: star yeah. right there. Um but and he's then, actually no, getting no, back up. Uh, a lot of those Go guys ahead. have Go very ahead. good names. they they got very uh, exciting professional names, those guys you listed off.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, and, absolutely. Uh, and then, and then something a little and, different. Because I know you're from Canada now. You, those are definitely different performers. I've been watching a little bit of the uh, – what is the Great North, I believe it is? you You're probably familiar with Hannibal and the Great North Wrestling, correct? Yeah. Have you ever been involved with them or seen any of their products? Because it's very—I find it very interesting—the Canadian scene.
4: I've seen a bit of everything up here, uh, and uh, sometimes I partake, or my my kids partake in it. Uh, you know, um, two of them, or they you know, you know making one shot appearance. Uh, there's quite a few different uh, independent promotions uh, that that come through here and. Uh ladies, one with Mr. Mm. Grimm and uh the Pro Yeah, elite and runs, is, uh,
3: the Hitman for Hire. We just had the Hitman for Hire on. I don't know what happened to him, but we had him on, we lost him. But anyway, he just came <laughs> out of uh CWE, which is uh Canadian uh, wrestling elite and uh and and they did like a twenty two uh day tour. And ACH, oh, wow. ACH, ACH was in it, uh Chase Hollins um, it was, it was really, uh, it was really good. And, um, so, so yeah. So, uh, and if you want to check that, if you want to check that out, all you have to do is just go to Tipman for hire Mr. Grimm. his YouTube. He's been on my show a ton of times, but he wrestled Yoshigaro erie Shigaro erie from uh, Japan. And, uh, that match was, aw- that match was awesome your know, strong style versus you know american in canada great great match
0: oh yeah definitely and, it, and the reason i ask yep. of course um only because it's a very interesting looking into a different scene Because so i'm the canadian territory must be vastly different from my little stretch of plot here in new jersey as far as everything is concerned so it's always cool to hear different perspective and pick other people's brains
4: yeah with a smaller population and uh the uh you know spread out towns uh so there's a lot more traveling distance and and but they they work very hard here and uh you know they're, they're building uh some certain ones uh seem to uh pull ahead and draw more people and uh have uh, more success and uh you know they, i don't know certain wrestlers will uh defect from one to another and all that and it's just sort of a natural progression, you know, and the Oh exactly to the top, yeah, in the promotions and in the wrestling both, uh so uh I wish you good luck in your uh start up again and uh it sounds like you've got a great venue and uh you got the uh mm. the Elks is it that you're working with cooperating with yeah, you, mean-
0: the Brick Elks Lodge, and it's funny because they've had shows in the past all headlined by big names. You know, you have, I mean, goodness, anybody like the Mick Foley's even. You would, they would bring in anybody that was a big name, the Marty Jannetty's, Mick Foley's, Fast WCW stars, um, anybody that you like Balls Mahoney, like all the names that you know what I mean they would always just bring in they'd pack Uh, the house of 300 400 people they would it it was it's a great venue and it's a shame because the town (laughs) misses wrestling so it's a fun opportunity Mm -hmm. um but just because I have you on the line and because obviously I love because I remember any show I would wrestle I'd go up to a a veteran I would go up to a George Animal Steel I'd go up to whatever name is there and I would pick their brain now I have a question for you I'm not sure How much, you know, in-depth you have with promoting. Um, However, do you have any advice for somebody that's looking to advance um, their personal business and have a more successful draw, a more successful show, you know, and better their promotion?
4: to me uh, the essence of pro wrestling is uh the uh, angles that uh bring the fans back that's the whole and that's free it doesn't cost you anything it's uh it's your mind that that uh that comes up with those ideas uh, those issues those finishes uh you know with angles that uh will uh bring a you know some justice to uh a slighted babyface you know that that you know and there's a science in that You have to believe that the baby face actually has the uh, ability to to, to overcome the heel and, you know, kick the shit out of him. And, yeah, you have to (laughs) give the fans a taste of that at first. At some point in the match, you know, the heel has to be begging off like a big heel. And the essence of a great heel is uh, he's a bully, he's a cheater, and he's a coward. And, of course, he's a poor sport. And, uh, you know, very high on himself. But uh, when when he's he's got lots of balls when he's dishing it out and he's jumped you from behind and, you know, or he's got a manager helping him or maybe the aid of a, a shady referee, a questionable official. But uh, when the babyface, uh, you know, he has to have his turn to... Uh, you know, you know, give the fans some hope. He can't, he can't just be a dishrag or a doormat. He, then there's nobody's gonna pay to see him get beaten again. You know, they they want to see the heel be beaten. So you know, and so if it's an extended time limit, or if it's two referees, or the manager is being hung by his nuts from the uh, ceiling, or in a cage or something, <laughs> then he might have a chance. We we've done all that stuff up here. You know, where the the cheating. Uh, oh no partner Absolutely. is handcuffed to my dad you know and they were just handcuffed to my dad's on one post one side of the post and the other guy's on the other side and then there's their handcuffed so you know, once in a while the guy would try to jump into the ring he's not he's not bound to the ring he's bound to my dad my dad would let him go in let him do something and then jerk him back down and give him an elbow or something and he'd, he'd straighten out for a while and then he'd make the partners going kind to of submit and you know he'd try to jump again it's almost as much action right there at the corner post with my dad and the partner as there was in the ring. But, you know, there's all kinds of things that, that, uh, bring, you know, that you can, uh, you know, use to it. But, yeah, exactly. Now that you, mention that, now you just mentioned come that,
0: in. I do have something to ask, um, because have you noticed a lot of the shades of gray that we do a lot in wrestling nowadays, things have went towards a weird direction. Of course, face heel, I believe, creates a lot of tension. What is your opinion on more so the shades of gray or, like, a, you know, an actual athletic contest where just, like, shake hands, a great you know, in-ring work rate, and then it kind of mm-hmm. just comes to a conclusion? Um, do you think there's a place for that?
4: Absolutely um you know i think you got to struggle and do it, you know like uh have it uh you know you have your finish in mind but and maybe even the high spots in mind and they should you, they shouldn't overdo the high spots every lousy match has about and they repeat them you know they might they should watch the uh, previous matches and know what's going on uh oh great they win so they don't they don't uh repeat you know but um you know, but, but when I'm uh, when I'm in the, in the ring or was in the ring and training guys, uh, I I um, specify that you uh, when you lock up, you know, you lock up hard and then uh, you kind of relax to save energy. But when you're pushing a guy around, you you know, like the bigger guy should uh, push the other guy, but the little guy should also struggle. It shouldn't be, you know. You know, you should make it as legitimate as you can until the time comes to go home, you know. I don't say you should be slamming the guy as hard as you can, but, uh, you know, slam him pretty good and hard, and you lay in the punches uh, solid, you know, in the right places where nobody's going to be losing their teeth and breaking bones and, you know, getting black eyes unnecessarily. You know, and, uh, you know,
1: well,
4: take take the care guy of the other over guy. hard. You know, yeah. If you got a decent ring, you know, uh, you're not going to hurt anybody. Uh, you know, uh, just doing the normal wrestling. If you know, if you've trained how to break your fall and all that, you can uh, take pretty good falls. But these crazy, goofy things where you have no control of how you're going over, like when Samoa Joe uh, broke uh, T.J. Uh, Tyson kid's neck, uh see he's back in action on the uh, W C the W W E. Uh but anyway, um you know that was uh you know, a stupid move and uh he's still using it I guess and um you know it's uh, a lot of these three you know, three guys coming down off the top turnbuckle and on one guy or something. It's it's, it's mm-hmm. all and are all but you know it's it's risky and it doesn't Yeah the muscle uh the, the
3: muscle bust the muscle posture—that's what he calls his finishing move. Yeah, that's right.
4: Yeah, well, it takes time sometimes for some of these maneuvers. Uh, you know, they're it's, it's giving themselves away by uh, posturing and getting ready for it. And one guy's not quite up uh, high enough, and they're, they're faltering. And half time, they they jump down and don't do it, and then later they'll try it again and stuff. And I don't know—it's not that takes away mm. from the spontaneity of it. It's like, well, they forgot the the lines, or in a, in a sense. You know, even though it's physical, you know um it's uh right to to me the spontaneity, even though like, here we are talking about it exposing it, but at the same time uh you know fans get into it when they're seeing it, and then when they see something that doesn't uh click, whether it's uh somebody falling over when he wasn't even touched or uh you know there takes three minutes to do a move off the turnbuckle the top rope. Uh, you know, it's it, you know, it takes. It, they might as well not even do it then. It's it, keep it simple. Stupid. That was my dad's thing.
1: Agreed.
4: uh Let's. Uh,
3: well, well, I just want to let everybody know this is pro wrestling now with Magic Mike for episode ninety one. Uh, we're joined by, of course, my good friend from Canada, the man, the myth, everything and more. You know, the host of The Heart Grapevine, which will be back on this network, coming up soon, on Tuesday nights, right here, 8 p.m. And uh, we're also joined by Mr. Kyle Cutts, who, uh who is talking about, of course, uh, Jersey Premier championship wrestling. It returns, and, uh, you know, I know you've been waiting for this for a couple of, wow, it, since you, I, I think since what, the summer, right? Uh, you uh, yeah. were telling me about this show, right? This is a big. Uh, oh, yeah. it's a big one. Saturday,
4: February
0: 11th. Um, and it's interesting. You know. It's interesting because, like, let's let's talk about that too. Because nobody's asked me yet about the layoff. I believe our debut show was February of last year, and it's funny we only ran two shows, and right. we ran two shows, smaller venues, smaller budget, kind of to test things out, test the waters, almost mm-hmm. as pilot shows. Um, right. Because, as you know, I'm a little new to promoting as well. I need to learn some stuff. I need to figure out everything. I need to be comfortable with everything. So right. it's only something I've wanted to do since I was eight years old, and I was, I, was, I was working alongside other promoters and learning under them and just paying attention to all the intricacies. So to finally be able to actually run a show and say, well, let's, let, let, let's try this. You know, let's see if I actually mm-hmm. understand what everybody's doing. And I feel like we did it. The guys did a fantastic job holding up their ends. I feel like it was a blast and it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever had. I was a former wrestler and for what, six years and running a successful show to me was more fulfilling than having a great match. And so I feel like that was my niche. If I was going to be a part of this business.
5: So I of course, go hand in
4: go hand. hand. You know, it's, uh, I said they. Sorry to interrupt, but they go hand in hand. You know, uh, oh, a absolutely. Successful show, uh, a good box office is based on good wrestling. You know, and usually it's uh, mm. you know sequential, like a soap opera or yeah. uh, a serial. You know, it's uh, based on the previous show yeah. that you drew the bigger crowd. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely, and it, it, it's and you're right. And there's also a lot of it. It feels good to book a show. Having been a worker, because I I don't believe the concept that if you've never worked before, you shouldn't you shouldn't book a show if you haven't been in there. You do know, you know what I mean? Do you agree with that?
4: Pretty much. I know Jim Barnett and Ted Turner uh, ran big shows in, uh, in Australia and Hollywood and, you know, in the old days, and none of them ever wrestled. But uh, you know they they knew. Uh, so one, of
3: them, wrestled, one of them wrestled. One of them wrestled in a pizza hut, didn't he? Who was the guy that was the manager of the Pizza Hut? Matt, <laughs> was it Bob Do? I don't know.
0: Trivia Who was time. He's best.
3: Yeah, I gotta well, I mean, the guy, the guy well, yeah. it was the guy that it was the guy that Ric Flair hated. There was a booker that I mean there was a guy down there. I I gotta find out. I'll 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 get that. Did he wrestle just on once
4: one? or what did he did he wrestle regularly He didn't or wrestle or just anything? He but...
3: managed a, he managed a pizza rate. He was the manager of a pizza a pizza hut you know. <laughs> when he I just became a booker. There. I forget the guy's name. Yeah.
4: He became We had had fundraiser shows where we had the mayor of Calgary wrestling or against uh, a rabbi and stuff like that here in Calgary, and, you know, it was good, you know, it's just uh, part of the one match on the card, or they usually be in a tag, we have a wrestler with, with you know, each one to guide them, you know, and uh, you know, would nobody get hurt, you know, they do still hold where they're close enough where he could tag out and stuff so the guy would sell it and he'd tag his partner and, and then the wrestler would come in and uh, take over and wrestle the other wrestler and stuff like that and the rabbi would come in and do oh. something dirty or he'd do something dirty when the wrestler brings the mayor over to him and he poke him in the eyes or something or give him a nut shot or something or claw him <laughs> and it gets over. they loved it yeah and uh, the mayor got good publicity yeah. out of it, and, uh, you know, it was all good, man. Nobody was hurt and stuff like that. And just, uh, oh, yeah. It was, it raised money for community, uh, uh, you know, causes. And,
0: oh, yeah. People yeah. like to be surprised. People like to see something they would never expect to happen, and I think that's a really big part of it. If you bring someone in, yeah. like – I didn't agree necessarily with some of the things WCW did, but whenever they brought in a celebrity, it was kind of like, it was always at least of intrigue because you would go, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Like he's not supposed to be at this. You know what I mean? So I
3: agree. A lot of of people crap all over David Arquette winning the title. But when I seen that, it was like, Ooh, you know, it was something, uh, you know, it was something. Oh, by the way, I got it, by the way, it was Jim Hurd, Jim Hurd. Oh, um, Jim Hurd. he, he, He,
1: well, I heard,
4: well, he heard Jim a Herd, like, Yeah, he was a regional uh, manager did He for, Didn't he work for W.F. for a while too, Jim Hurd?
6: Yeah,
3: he did. He did work for yeah. W.F. Yeah, now I know who you're he, talking uh, about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now you know. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. I have so there's so many uh, in my head. Um, there were so many Bob too. This guy, this guy, the other guy. But yeah, he he uh, something happened. Uh,
4: I I I, I, I yeah, sometimes you get to guys that uh, never put on a pair of tights in their life and uh they can no. be real assholes uh you know and Yeah you know, my they, they, my they, only they,
3: criticism I was going to say the tile my only thought about that is you know there was a promote, there was a uh, there was a school here uh and uh there was a there was a guy and he ran it was called the, the school was called Freedom Championship well, it was supposed to be just a school and it was called Freedom Championship Wrestling. And okay. the guy knew nothing about the guy knew nothing about um he knew about wrestling. He was a big fan. He you know, he trained at Johnny Rods. He knew a couple of things, but he when it came to the business side, he he he, he didn't listen. And You know, and we talk about this on the show a lot. My best friend, everyone knows Magic. Magic was the head trainer over there. And he wouldn't listen to Magic. He was bringing in all these, you know, big names. And sometimes, you know, they say sometimes to, to, you know, spend money, to make money, you got to spend it. But spend it on the right talent. Spend it on the guy, you know, and don't, don't, that's where your homegrown talent comes in. You know, don't oversaturate it with names. Or else then people are people gonna go, Hey, this is the guy that has all these big names and then they'll go somewhere else and they'll see um they'll see a Leo Rush or they'll see, you know, a Steve Wolf or they'll they'll see guys like that. I mean, that's my advice. Just, you know, I bring think, in guys. And, and, yeah. and you're bringing in guys. I was gonna say and you're bringing in guys. Oh, no, guys. El El Presidente, the spider monkey, the the beast, uh Pinky Sanchez. I mean, a guy like Pinky Pinky's a great talent. And, and, uh, and I, you know, and it,
0: uh, yep. You know, and it's funny you say that because I, it, again, it comes back to the variety. If I can, I want to see guys at your promotion that I can't see elsewhere, because that's why I'm coming to your promotion in a way. <laughs> exactly, And it's like, it's like UWA Elite actually gets a draw um, because mainly the the, mm-hmm. the concept is you're not going to see those guys in many other places if at all. They have a very homegrown roster and it's worked very yeah. well for them.
3: Right, but you know that, my my problem. I was going to say my problem with them is though it's like you you know they you know uh, other than a couple of guys they go out of there. Some of the guys just stagnate and they don't go to different. Promotions. I mean, if you're a wrestler, even a manager, you want to you know, you go around to different promotions. You don't want to stay in the same
0: promotion. You
3: know what I'm saying? What but but I, not, I, I
0: know it doesn't help the individual workers if they don't travel, but in a way, it is helping the promoter that that's the only place you can see them. Well, yeah, but a lot of them uh, can't
4: afford it. A lot of them can't afford it. You know, no, go you, ahead ahead. you got a job. You got a job that's keeping you alive, and the wrestling is kind of a,
1: mm-hmm.
4: a sideline where you're you're doing, almost donating your time. You know, in a lot of cases, you know. And, uh, oh yeah. And there's not a lot of money so, in the business anymore. No, no. If you can afford to travel, great. If you're young and single and all that, and mm-hmm. you know, and you got no. Commitment anywhere, you no know, wiping kids to support, and this and that, or a house to pay for. Get out there and do it, you know, and uh, go as far as you can, and wherever you can, and uh, you know, you'll you'll learn a lot that way, and uh, get a lot of exposure too. Oh yeah, and it becomes but tough Jersey because there's not the money there bed. used to
3: Jersey be. Jersey Smith, Smith, Jersey is becoming the hotbed of wrestling. There are so many promotions and so many different. Wrestlers that you could choose that you can receive. I mean, I'll just name there's a couple of guys, and there's one guy on your roster that really shouldn't be there. I, I, I you know, and I'll talk about him, um, you know, because I have a bad experience with that guy. But you, we, we have Smiley. Smiley's really good, and he can fly, and uh, you never and he's very unpredictable. Um, I mentioned Pinky Sanchez, our presidente. Great guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, shout out to Pinky. Um, Jimmy Lyon. Love that guy, uh, him versus Adam uh, Bueller. I really don't know about Adam, but I'm sure they're going to have a uh, a hell of a match. Oh, he, we Corey we Dillinger. we brought him
0: in from Indiana. Sorry, yeah, he's a specialty
4: act. Sweet. How so? Corey
3: Dillinger. Oh, how so, so? Go ahead, Smith.
4: I'm just curious how so he's a specialty act, uh, but like uh, like uh, just based on him being a flyer or uh, he's got he, um,
0: okay. So I don't know if you agree or not with certain – around this area, we had a lot of the hardcore stuff. We have a lot more of the audience. There's a subsect of the audience that wants to see a good street fight. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's plenty of that in Canada as well. This individual happens to have never been on the East Coast, um, never been in New Jersey. And people – there's been a buzz around him lately as a, you know, more of an ECW-style competitor. Um, So we're bringing him in for a street fight against another specialist of that brand. And so that little subsect that goes, Hey, that's for me. That's for them. And that was a treat for them.
4: Yeah. Things come to mind when I hear that. I'm not, uh, I haven't witnessed that, but I visualize it and stuff. And I think of maybe a mama's boy, white milk toast kind of pussy that's never done anything, but he's a villain, you know, and he's maybe had a, partner kinda um hold, keep you know, doing the you know, the more substantial of the team. But he finds himself in a street fight against somebody else altogether, maybe his partner is waylaid at the moment or is off on another tour or something, you know, up to Japan and makes some real money or whatever. And now he's in a street fight. They the fans might like to even see that. Like where he's in a street fight against someone that could be a baby face, you know, but he's, he's he's got the tactics of a street fighter, and the, all the uh, you know whether it's barbed wire or cables or whatever. The, oh the, yeah, the and but uh, even then even he could individual. yeah if he's rescued out of the blue, uh, you know, the partner's back but nobody knows it, and rescues the put the coast, uh, um, you know, and then you got a big tag match you could bring on, you know, and you know whether it's a street fight or not, you know. it's oh no absolutely
0: absolutely and we plan on having him back he's a because we think he's gonna he's gonna do very well and there'll be more work for him in this area so it's like looking out for the boys and trying to get them more expansive yeah. work also um so i thought it was a good, good
4: for an interview a good, a good interview guy you know some guys uh like even killer kowalski was a great worker but at the same time he was great on the mic and uh the yeah. for Archie Goldie, was one of the best on the mic. I mean, he, he rehearsed on the he, – he was – he knew exactly what he was going to say, uh, but it came across mm. uh, a, a totally spontaneous. Uh, he was a hell of a, he a big, rough villain, big, good-sized guy, and nasty and, and solid. And, uh, he, you know, he'd lay in the punches really hard and expect you to do the same to him, but, you know, on the mm. chest and all that.
1: He'd, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: He, on the, he was on the mic. I wish, uh, you know, to me if there was the greatest interviewer of all time, uh, for, for you know, a heel, uh he would be it. You know, some guys didn't even talk, they were great heels like Abdullah the butcher, but uh <laughs> Archie the the late Archie Goldie, rest in peace, uh uh he just recently died. He he was uh, so loud and so intense and he'd be usually the interview was after the match and he'd be sweating and usually mm-hmm. bleeding and screaming, ranting what he's going to do. And uh, he believed in it. He went into kind of almost like a, uh, you could call it a trance, you know, even though he knew what he was saying mm. beforehand. and uh, Oh, you know. yeah. Like,
0: yeah. You know, who's a guy that I always used to love? Because I always felt like he was so believable. And he could either, he can go both sides of the spectrum as far as, like, you, he can give him to the love you one night and give him to the hate you the next. Terry Funk is a big inspiration oh. that I've, I've watched. Yes.
4: Yeah, both the punks are tremendous. Yeah, both Dory and Terry. Terry uh being a heel more so uh yeah, he was pretty damn good as a yeah, he was great on interviews. And uh they, they, Terry, they really liked Terry Mick punk's, Foley. Uh... Go ahead.
3: No, go ahead, Smith.
4: Well, I think they both uh, recommended Mick Foley to my dad, uh, you know, years ago when he was just breaking in his Cactus Jack, and uh, we never quite got mm. him up, but uh, Mick's a great guy. I love Mick, and uh, he's, he's uh, sacrificed his body for the sport he loved. Mm. Man,
3: know, too yeah. bad, too bad
4: uh, too bad you couldn't.
3: Too, speaking of Mick Foley, too bad you couldn't. Uh, you got to check it out. Hopefully, maybe somebody could get you to get the network or put the network on so you can watch uh Holy Foley, the reality show that Nick Foley has on the network. I tell you, it is brilliant and funny and Smith, you'll love it. It's uh it's great. It gives a whole in- inside look to the whole Foley family and Nick and his daughter Noelle and her uh journey to the WWE and Dewey and uh you know I remember uh, when I'll Dewey was old out. and uh yeah, you got it. It's called Holy... Yeah, check it out. It's called Holy Foley. And, uh, Kyle, have you seen it? Holy Foley? Actually, I haven't.
0: However, dude, Mick is such a character. I'm surprised he never got into acting also. So this is perfect for him. Like, I'm sure it's a very charming, awesome show.
4: I've seen his stand-up uh, for, uh, hey, comedy hey, in Toronto. He was pretty good. You know, I can imagine. Yeah,
2: I heard Yeah, I heard, heard he he tell the joke about... Bad.
3: About uh, he tells a lot of Al Snow
4: jokes. Oh yeah, Al Snow's got a million
3: of them. Well, the, well, you know, I mean, his books, his books were really good and and long, and and I got to I, uh, that's another thing too. When I got to read Mick Foley's books, you know, you go through what these guys went through through and stuff. But going back to uh, going back to Terry Funk, my first memory of Funk was when he uh, when he basically beat the snot. Out of that ring announcer. Remember that old ring the, the ring <laughs> yeah. announcer uh, and then Jimmy and then what's his name had to come out and dog and him had a a few a feud. A feud. Oh, yeah.
0: I think the best what oh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Um it wasn't Moondog Spot. It was something very what, oh goodness, help me out, Mike. Or or heart. Um Moretti.
4: It wasn't Moondog Moretti <laughs>
3: was it.
0: No, Moondog, he was in the WWF at the same time as Funk.
3: Oh, there was Moondog Rex and Moondog Spot.
0: I think it was Moondog Spot then, this particular match. And Terry, you know, they come out, they just, Terry was a heel at the time. And, you know, he just, was, he shook the guy's hand. He said, you know, uh, let's just, you know, let's not fight. This is fine. Let's go walk outside the ring. And, they, you know, they, you know, after you, after you. And he tried to pull the old double cross, roll back in and get the count out on Moondog. And Moondog was yeah. wise to cut him off at the cross, got back in, count out with <laughs> victory for Moondog. Terry flips, arena explodes. The guy was
4: a hell of a worker. Yeah. That, that's Absolutely. a hell of a worker. I remember, uh, you know, the actor Sebastian Cabot that was in that uh, show with jump Bo- I forget what they called it, Family Affair, with with Jody and Puppy and whatever. Years ago, um, well, he was in Texas, Amarillo, I guess. I don't know what he was doing there, but uh, he was interviewed on uh, radio, and he said he used to wrestle, but he-, he because it was phony, he he got out of it or something like that, and no. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was Terry or his father Dory Senior, but uh he found him somewhere. He went to the venue or he found him in a bar or something and uh he grabbed him and paintbrushed him across the face, you know, back at him a few times and said you're gonna be buying everybody around a round of beer here, you parts or something, you know, how dare you knock out my sport and all that and uh you never know, wrestled the day in your life and all that and Sebastian bought everybody beer and was was like probably shit himself. <laughs> but they had, they had, they had a, yeah, they had a lot. Of, they were everybody. These guys, the punks, yeah, well, Dory Senior, uh, Dory Senior and his uh, and Terry. Not so much Dory Junior. Dory Junior is a pretty well-behaved guy, but uh, Terry would be like uh, you know the type would shoot mites out all the way into town with two handguns or something out of a car. <laughs> and, uh, you know, drinking beer and, you know, being pretty crazy. And, and mm. a lot of people, officials over- uh, would overlooked that because they knew that, was, that was, he, he couldn't help himself almost. But some of my brothers <laughs> were down there and yep. they, they were, you know, uh, sort of aghast yet pleased to be with him to see how mm. kind of crazy he was. You know, for a world oh, champion yeah. to be doing that kind of stuff, uh, was, you know, certainly unexpected.
1: Yeah. That's His
3: yeah. That's, Texas a, is a crazy place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sebastian Cabot, for those of you who keep the score at home, played Mister French, and uh, yeah, I, I heard that I, I heard that Dory uh, Terry Funk or Dory Funk made off of Mrs. Beasley. And for those of you who don't know, who <laughs> Mrs. Beasley was Mrs. Beasley is a is a uh, is a doll, and I think Terry uh, and and Dory, uh, I don't know what they did with it. I don't know, but anyway. So so, uh, so yeah, so so anyway, so well oh so we're talking about oh yeah, so the one thing that I was amazed about was the first time i ever seen somebody get hardcore was when uh I'm sure you guys seen the match with uh Ric Flair final final match against the uh, Ricky Dragon Steamboat. And um you know, um Flair I mean Flair Flair just got lambasted by uh, Terry Funk, and uh, he got driven through a table. That was hardcore. He, uh, Nick Flair almost got his neck broke.
0: Oh, those those Funk Flair matches, or what am I saying? Oh goodness, I think I messed up. Funk Flair was no, crazy. Uh, Funk Steamboat was <laughs> fantastic, and it was all it was all just fantastic stuff. I actually intermixed those in my head because with the brutality, you know, you think funk, but you know, him and Steamboat too, my goodness. See, it was both ends of the spectrum. <laughs>
3: yeah, it was uh it was it was it was lights out. Um yeah and Terry Funk, you know, uh good God, I mean, that's Terry Funk. I mean the Funker. I got to meet him and he put me in a headlock and it was fun. And and uh, you know, Funk uh Funk lives up to it. Well, let's get back to let's get back to this show coming up and let's let's talk about the guy I was telling you about you know it's black history month for those of you who, again who keep in score and black history yeah. month for me black history month for me is, is, is a lot of history there's a uh, there was a group called the X Clan it was the leader was the icon the legend magic and he had a couple of guys with them. There were a tag team at the time called the X-Clan. And, uh, you know, and the sign guy, which I was the sign guy for. And they, they said that the X-Clan would never, that we would never do it. We would never get there. We would never hold any gold. We would never do it. We proved them wrong because everybody knows that eventually we're going to come overcome everything. And we did. And you know, we held the BWO US title we with magic. We held the BWO camping title with the X Clan. And there was a guy that used to chase me around, okay? He had a partner by the name of Section Eight. They were in a group called the Insaniacs. This nut used to come out with a straitjacket, jacket and he used to chase me around Barfield High School and uh, one night, one night, uh, what do you call? One night, he tried. He almost tried to hurt my my ex-clan. And I had a jump in the ring. And I was trying to distract him by dancing. And this lunatic Slayer Slayer thought he was a dog. And there was no, there's no place in in wrestling for this kind of behavior, especially from him. If you don't know I'm talking about, who is a there's a place
4: for it there's, anywhere there's, in New Jersey. New Jersey.
3: But yeah, but you know what? You know what he used to do? He used to chase me around. He had a rubber arm. How about that? He had a rubber arm and, and I used to have to throw it to get his attention and it was like a do- it was like a do- he was like a dog. And Slayer, to Slayer's credit, Slayer is a unorthodox wrestler. You never know what the hell this guy's gonna do. He's been around the business. He's been in the business now. He's gotta be oh God, he's gotta be wrestling at least fifteen years. When I encountered him, I didn't know anything about him, and I didn't know how dangerous he was. Him in Section 8, and uh, if, uh, God, mm-hmm. I, I would put him in this, I would put him and keep him locked up somewhere in a in, in well, cage before you release him and on the ground.
0: I do apologize that you had to deal with the antics of Slayer. However, as far well, as business. business, he was actually probably the most requested wrestler to partake in this show. And as far as the Brick Elks Lodge is concerned, I believe every single elk show that has ever been at that venue, Slayer has been a part of. So he has literally been on every show that's ever been at that venue. So if I were not to include him, I would be I would be well, I'd be stepping on some toes. I'd be you know, there'd be a riot. There'd be a small riot, Mike.
4: Is this uh they're all black guys or what? You were talking about black appreciation uh week and, um Well know. it's
0: funny it's funny you mention that because I don't really think about it, but people always say my roster is very ethnic. Um there's an old school concept where like and I hate this because back in the day obviously there was a racism surrounding wrestling and surrounding certain individuals in wrestling. And there was a thought that sometimes the black wrestler wouldn't, couldn't be a draw or couldn't really, you know, help your show, which I absolutely don't agree with. Um, like Pinky Sanchez, clearly he is Hispanic bringing in atomic dog. I've brought in magic, love magic. Um, this show alone, we have atomic dog. We have a um, African-American female competitor. We have Corey Dillinger, who's a great young, uh, Golden Gloves qualifier turned professional wrestler. So we have quite an impactful African-American presence, and we also have, uh, you know, some great performers, because that's all that really matters at the end of the day. I don't care if you're black, white, or purple. If we can make money together and if you can compete on a high level, I would love to have you.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, even the pawns count, you know. I, there used to be a book. I never read it in my parents' house uh, and it said the pawns count. And I, But uh, they do count, you know. You, 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 you take them for granted sometimes. But they, uh, and the pawn starts out as a pawn. Everybody, more or less, uh, starts out as a pawn and works their way up. But if you're a giant pawn or you're really exceptionally well-built to start with, uh, you have an advantage over someone who doesn't have a great body or if you can talk really well, or if you've uh, got a hell of a gimmick, you know, like Sweet Daddy Seeky Gorgeous George or something like that. Uh, that all all helps the uh, your, your cause, but... Um, okay, I'm know, back. Uh, I don't know what happened. I think
3: maybe Slayer sabotaged me or something. Somebody took me off the air. What the hell? Anyway, yeah. this is Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode number 91. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. It's
4: like they're kissing you well, or something I- with a feather. Who? Okay, you're getting giddy. You're getting a little giddy there, Mike. I thought maybe Slayer was tick- tickling you with a feather duster or something in the, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's not do this again. Every time I get Smith on here, he puts another picture in my head. Nobody's doing anything with the feather feather, feather duster or nothing. And by the way, I <laughs> okay. would never ever let. I would never ever 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 let Smith book a wrestling match because feather dusters, um teddies or whatever they call them. He you know, he knows all about the nightgowns and stuff. But anyway
0: now you know, let's, yeah, get, it, let's it, uh, handling Vince let's Russo get more, it sounds I was get, sounds.
3: Yeah, right. I don't know what it is. Uh let's let's get let's get the show uh moving. Uh, and I want everybody to uh first of all, Kyle, let everybody know where you can get the tickets
0: I know goodness, the man. best so, right? <laughs> I understand. You have one more guest, don't you? Also, you said, um, like, I have but one anyway. more guest.
3: Yeah,
1: I do.
0: Yeah. I was just wondering Um, But no, um, tickets are available You can contact us directly Via facebook.com Slash pro w arena We have Tickets available via paypal That we can link you to directly Um, If that's not Mm -hmm. something that floats your boat We also do have them on groupon Um, Link is also available on our facebook Or just feel like type in brick elks On groupon you'll find us um, and as that's concerned also tickets are available at the door if you're not an online guy and at our retailer's Black Sheep Thrift Shop on Drum Point Road so if that's in your area look it up Scott's a great guy
4: uh, the ticket's more yeah, expensive sweet. at the door than if you get them in advance
0: actually if you go via Groupon you do get a $5 discount and at the door it would be $20 on Groupon it would be 15 and buying in advance yes mm-hmm. you do get a discount that's yeah, good. Those oh, are good
3: oh, oh. yeah, I was going to say it's always. Uh, you know, you always pay more at the door. That's why they encourage you to get it online. But I mean, sometimes you know, for me, for me, I know I have to pay at the door because I never know if I'm until that day. Day day. It's called day of. So I guess you know that's what uh, that's what happens. But um.
6: Oh, we're
2: uh, expecting plenty of day of purchases. I was
3: going to say yeah. Before I let you go, I know I have a guest on hold and. Please stay on hold, and I'll get to you. Um, Royal Rumble. That's right. You know, I started tonight by talking about the Royal Rumble, and uh, and then I had Mr. Grimm on. And that's another guy. You should definitely look into booking and checking out Mr. Grimm for Hire. Um, we may be bringing put, him in
0: that show, but you didn't hear that here. Cool.
3: I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I, I, I'll talk to Mr. Grimm about that. No, I know I, I didn't. <laughs> you know what? You should – you, you should give me exclusives, you know. Kyle and I go way back to when we first met at UWA Elite. But anyway, what what I what I wanted to know from you is a lot of people are bitching and moaning about how long the Royal Rumbles are. You know, you know now, you know, like the Royal Rumble weekend and the whole festivities. It's like basically what they did was they did their final four. And now they're going to do the whole WrestleMania. It's like the whole WrestleMania weekend. They're going to add NXT Takeover. They're doing this whole deal. What do you think about that, Kyle?
0: So they're basically trying to make Royal Rumble a secondary WrestleMania, is what you're saying, with all the event coverage well, and such.
3: Uh, actually, actually not a secondary WrestleMania. Kind of like a you know, because they already did it with uh, they already did it with the SummerSlam and uh, Survivor Series. And now Royal Rumble is the uh, – so they're, they're, they're making it their big – it's their big four, you know.
0: Now, the um, funny thing is, so though, if you look at some – like, okay, I, I hate to talk about this kind of stuff because they do their own thing, you know, like sports entertainment, as far as I'm concerned, at the top. It's hard to look into those meetings. It's hard to understand, and I'm sure they're doing a fantastic job. And sometimes it just doesn't translate to certain fan groups that get very vocal about
4: mm-hmm. it. Um, Yeah, we're plugging them, they are not plugging
0: us. Yeah. And it's funny because – exactly, that's – exactly. Now, but when I look at something like that and I hear something like that, it only makes sense to me. Only because SummerSlam, while it's a large event, it's not quite – the Royal Rumble, everybody watches it because they're saying, hey, there's going to be one guy that's going to win this. There's probably going to be a surprise or two. And the person that wins this we're either going to absolutely despise or maybe if somebody like, I don't know, like a fan favorite, like a Dolph Ziggler goes over, people can absolutely rally around that being the best Royal Rumble in a decade. You know what I mean? So right. people are watching yeah. to see what happens. So I, it makes sense to me because I feel like it's one of those can't miss pay-per-views that you're, whether you're watching it or you
4: can't watch it, you're trying to figure out who wins that Rumble.
3: Right. And, uh, in yeah, the, the beginning of the, the
4: if we can afford the package, you get to meet the wrestlers and, uh, you know, be, a, be go backstage and all that. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of people I that they the know they're Marble. not going to get the a Marble WrestleMania Marble in their town. Miss. You know, it's all based on geography. You know, here's there, your chance now in yeah. this city or that city. I'm, and, uh, having I have been to Most... some of those events, uh, WrestleMania in, uh, in uh, 2012 mm-hmm. and, uh, Oh, uh, the SummerSlam of and, uh, 1993, Believe it or not, my son Chad was with me. He was only like a year, barely a year old. Um, but he got to meet, uh, you know, all these all the guys, including Leslie Nielsen, the actor, and uh, you know, it's a big deal. You know, in the band. Yeah, ninety-four. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Right. That's was, uh, Matthew's That's birthday. by the
3: way. I got a break. I was gonna. I got a break in and say. If you if, if you're not familiar with it, Smith <laughs> Smith really does a great job climbing over the cage in that match. That was the best cage match in WWE history. Summerslam 1994,
4: <laughs> Owen versus Brett. Well you know Jim Nighthart couldn't find the key, he lost the key, and that He said, "Stop, stop, stop!" You know, and we all froze in our tracks, like we all of a sudden were just uh, magnetized to the ring to the cage. And it was, you know, too bad, you know. But oh. uh, anyway, it was sort of a great time. And then uh, the great hospitality there in Chicago, um, uh, which I could uh, relive it, But maybe I will yeah, live one, long enough. To...
0: But like you touched upon, I agree. If we're going to stamp that one issue, just uh, Mike, honestly, that's a great point because if you have the Royal Rumble be as big a deal as WrestleMania – you're getting one more city. that's getting that WrestleMania feel. It's getting that big event, and mm-hmm. you know, more money. That's that's not a bad thing, and it's and it's an event that will get eyes glued on it. <laughs> so it's not a bad choice. Right, I
4: mean, uh, no, I I think I did, it's good I for the small guys are... too. The, the uh, independent promoters will uh, sometimes run in. You know, they do do certain things, right? Even from some kid and selling pictures outside the venue. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, like uh, bootleg pictures or it's good for the city it's good for the venue it's good for everything yeah. uh, basically and, uh, they'll run a, yeah. a secondary show uh independent yeah. show and have a few old yeah. tours from the wf retired you yeah. know stars and uh you know it's uh you know, oh, yeah it a precursor sense.
0: show a precursor yeah. show on the saturday and then you get the actual shebang on
2: sunday
4: yeah yeah and, you know, those people get on there and they're you know they, they spend... Yeah. Ten bucks on a, a small uh, wrestling show, or, or maybe buy a, a picture of uh, somebody else, you know, in the in the, in the big show. But uh, whatever, it's uh, you know, they want to get their their full taste of wrestling, and and uh, they get it.
3: This this is uh, an interesting story. I got I got an email from the WWF. Everybody gets. It. I'm not special, by the way. But no, no. Anyway, anyway, um. And, and my birthday is coming up in November nineteenth, actually. Plug out for my birthday. The reason why I brought it up is because I can't go to I, I can't go to uh, Texas um, to see. Uh, you know, I would love to do that. You know, the Survivor Series turns forty on my. I mean, the Survivor Series turns thirty. Sorry, on my fortieth birthday, I would love to see that. So when I'm watching the wrestling the other night with my nephew, my godson. He go, when We see. We see the whole thing with the Royal Rumble coming to Philadelphia again. Uh, he goes to me. What do you think about going there? I said, I'm thinking about it. You know, your uncle's thinking about it, but I said I'm thinking about doing all four events. You know, and and maybe taking the time out for me to, you know, experience that because I've never experienced, you know, all four events. I mean, I, I you know separately, but not. Together, I you know as a wrestling fan, I'm in it. I'm in for it. So my friend said, "You've done it already. You know, been there, done that." And I said, "Listen, the diff." And I brought this up earlier. If I'm the WWE, and we, they hit the Royal Rumble in 2018, do not book Roman Reigns to win. <laughs> I wouldn't book him to win, right? <laughs> no. No.
0: Anyway, Mike, I I, I I hate to cut you off. I I, I feel I see the top, the clock ticking. I know you have one more guest. It was great having yeah. me on, so thank you so much. It was great talking to you and Smith Hart, Smith. Thank you. It was a pleasure, and I I wish you the best with your health, and I wish you the best with everything.
4: Thank you, now, Kyle. Nice to make your acquaintance over the air, and uh, you're very uh, eloquent and, uh, um, you know, uh, you know your stuff. No, thank, thank you so you. Like, much. And
3: that I, means a lot that's from why you. I host this show. Oh, oh, you're talking to Kyle. Sorry. I thought you were talking to me.
4: No. Kyle doesn't stutter and stammer. Uh, he's 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 very articulate and uh, uh, uh I'm sure he uh, runs good shows. Uh, he, he's uh oh. you know, hard well, to uh,
1: But
3: but you know what though? But you know what though? If I'm Kyle and Kyle was talking about promoting Kyle, that's another question. I know I don't have a guest. He left, so I don't know. But anyway, more importantly, oh. this is the question to you. This is the question to you as a promoter, okay? Okay. Jer- Jersey, okay, like I said earlier, is oversaturated. I mean, so now let's just say you pick the 11th, and there's like three or four promotions running. I mean, how Which do you – you know, what's, your, what's your thought about about – about combatant against that stuff
0: oh thank you for asking um because that date actually combat zone Wrestling's running that day and it's kind of just looking at all of the demographics that they reach where they're reaching and how to find a niche within them in order for you to make money in order for you to capitalize so if you well, have like, like hardcore shows, <laughs> if you have hardcore shows going on around Or you have shows that fit a certain demographic, you need to find where you can get your fan base from. So if mm -hmm. I run in Brick, which I'm doing, and the Brick community is in a little bubble, they don't know anything outside of what you show them and go, hey, look, wrestling. And a bunch of casuals will show up based upon nostalgia. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm making this a community effort. Because CZW is not going to do that. You know, these other areas aren't going to do that. So I will capitalize with what they choose not to focus on. Right.
3: And also CZW, CZW, I I was going to say, I should mention about CZW, they do have, you know, they are on the Internet. They're available by view too, you know. So, oh yeah. You know that's uh, another. That's another deal. Hey, by the way, uh, today I got a, I promised a wrestler that I was going to shout it, shout him out. And it's not, it's not ass kissing. I don't do that. I don't believe in that. Some podcasts do that, but not me. Uh, it's not my style. I want to give a shout out to a man, an icon, a hall of famer, a legend who started his career twenty years ago. I believe twenty years ago today. And his name is Monster Mac. If you're if you know who I'm talking about, Kyle, Monster Mac.
0: Oh goodness, yes, I do know Mac. I've actually met him in person a few times. Yes, he's a great guy. Yeah.
3: Yep. Uh him and uh him and uh what do you call it? when you uh a matter of matter of fact, uh um, Smith, when you had on uh ROH, the old owner from ROH uh, monster Mac uh, was actually in ring of honor with uh, he, he was tag team with mafia and they were part of a team called the hit squad and uh, the hit squad is still going strong today. And a uh, matter of fact, they got inducted into the Jersey all pro wrestling hall of fame. I was there on hand, got to see them. And monster Mac is a great guy and shout out to him and, and, and uh, congratulations for his, uh, his career. But and that's a guy by the way down the line, that's a tag team I would bring in, you know, I would I would go for the hit squad, um, you know, cause, uh they could take on another a combination of uh of people. You know.
4: Good, good, good uh talent can take on anybody and he can be heel or baby, they can switch if they have to in most cases. But uh yeah. you know, I, I like to keep it consistent, you know, uh W, should change their roles. I guess they got a guy under contract, and he's not, not, you know, pulling his weight, maybe, or he's, he's overexposed as mm-hmm. like what he is. So a week later, he's he's turning, he's turning nasty and uh, denouncing mm-hmm. the country that he's, you know, living in, and uh, you know, got a, a manager or something. they did do that, that too soon, and too often. You know, a guy, the, yeah, well, the other guy
3: get, that did that was uh,
4: Slaughter. Yeah, well. Yeah, one minute, yeah, he's a baby face, and then he's yeah. a heel, and then he's back to being a baby yeah. face. Yeah, back and
3: forth. Wear, yeah. Big shows like that, In the too. old days. Big shows like that, yeah, too. Yeah, a little bit,
4: yeah. In, in the old days, uh, you did that when it was necessary, or when you got old, you know, all of a sudden, you're, right. you know, you got white hair and you're getting uh, sloppy. You put on the black tights and dye uh, your hair mm-hmm. blonde, so that's easy to get it. doesn't show yeah. the white, Yeah. whatever. And, hey, uh... uh
3: one. If I was gonna say one more question. Guys. One more question for Kyle, and then we're going to let him go because I'm, I'm sure he's had a Wawa coffee. One more question, as a <laughs> booker, cause I Hi, I yeah. did this as a booker. I did this as a book. I did this as a booker, and I do this now as a, well. Not as a podcast. I, I go to all wrestling events because, as I say, I try to go to all wrestling events. But as I say, I'm a lot of I'm friends with a lot of wrestlers. I, I I respect a lot of wrestlers. I respect the hell out of a lot of these wrestlers. As a promoter, if I'm you, you know, I mean, you know, I'd buy a ticket. I'd watch the the shows. I'd maybe walk up to a promoter and say, you know, hey, maybe you know we could do something together, or maybe you know something like that. And I mean, you, you know, instead, I know everybody's always competing with each other. But you know, people forget sometimes that it's the love of the business that brought everybody together. So,
0: oh no, absolutely, um, and of course, you can reach out to anybody. You can speak to anybody if you're as long as you're respectful, yeah. as long as yeah. you're not like going up to them at an airport when they're trying. You know, <laughs> you can go up to anybody in wrestling, and I'm sure if you're articulate, if you don't like drool over them and go, "Wow, you're," they'll. Some people actually do like that, but. <laughs> Honestly, you'll probably get a fine reaction. You'll finally get a fine reaction. You can talk about wrestling, and, you know, if conversation twists towards, hey, can I help you? Can I assist you? Can I be involved? Honestly, that's that's the best way to do anything in that wrestling. That is the best approach.
1: Yeah,
4: to almost anybody, uh, you know, wrestling yeah. or whoever. It's not, what What can I, What I want you to sign my kid's uh, book, and I want to take a picture of the kid uh, with a headlock on you or something. You don't really, that's not going to, really uh appeal to a guy but if it's uh can I help you with your luggage or uh yeah. if you have time for a second sir uh can i, can I buy you a coffee or something and show, show respect and all that and you know mm-hmm. um you know hold whatever on, that, that's,
3: hold that, on hold on i got someone knocking at my door hold on let me open this to see what's going Real? on here. Hold, hold on yes Hello. Closet door. I'll I'll sign. I'll sign the autographs later. I got fans out there. They want my autographs. This is crazy. We're doing a live show here, guys. Hey, put that cigarette (laughs) out. Put that cigarette out. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Anyway. What's the classic uh, line? Four out of
1: (laughs)
0: ten. What happened? What's the classic mic? The line mic? Four out of ten. Four out of (laughs) ten.
3: I don't know. Yeah, I'm right, your acting know. performance, my friend. <laughs> oh, my acting performance is 100%. My acting performance. Hey, I don't, I don't, I, that's one thing I never did. I never acted. My, uh, my, my, I live my gimmick. I'm so freaking unpredictable. No one knows what I'm going to say next. That's what I love about wrestling, because you can say anything. That's what I love about my show, because we can talk about anything and, and do anything. But Kyle, brother, I got to tell uh, you, yeah, don't be did. a stranger. I was gonna say, don't be. Yes, you're the same way, Smith. You're the man, though. But don't be a stranger, Kyle. Uh, eventually, one of these days, bro, I'll get to come out there to see you. Right now, right now, I'm on a I'm on a short leash. Uh, you know, I I, I uh, what do you call? It? I do one. I make I make it out to one show um, every yeah, every third Saturday of the month. And uh, I'm trying to go out to more shows and and see everybody and watch all the products and, you know, give a spin and talk about it on my podcast, promote the hell out of everybody. I I feel that promotion helps everybody. And, uh, you know, I'm not a stranger to promoting people. I've been promoting wrestling and wrestling organizations my whole, basically my whole life. I mean, but that's uh, that's just me. But, brother, keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, Saturday, again, everybody. You know, your Facebook page, promote it. Go ahead.
0: Yep, February 11th. Um, That is our Brick Elks Lodge show. For more information and further show information in the future, please visit facebook.com slash pro w arena. That's where you're going to find all the good stuff, all the good stuff. And, again, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much. And, Mr. Smith, it's an honor, and I hope to speak with you in the future.
4: Sure. Good luck with your promotion. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you.
0: All right. Take it easy, Kyle.
3: All right. So, Kyle, uh, Kyle's great. This is Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara. And of course, I got the legendary Smith Hart on the line. It's it's great. It's always great talking to you, man. It's, it's great talking to you and it's great having fun and, and uh, you know, and stammering like orange, around. Right. I love stammer I, I love stammering around, you know what I'm saying? Well anyway, let's hit yeah, the full nice line the who we are ready. Okay, this is all right, well we gotta call her. Call her you're on the air, pro wrestling <laughs> now with Magic Line Ferrara. Episode ninety one. Hello? Call her going once, call her out. All right. We have a caller right now. We're gonna to go to him. caller. Are you there? Me? Guest? Are you there? It's me. Who, man?
2: Listen, listen, listen! I was told to call in at ten o'clock, and some geek was taking up my time. Who in the blue hell is that?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that well, might one, be me.
2: A... Yeah, no, yeah. taking up my time. My I, I, time I, is very precious, I... and I'm taking time out of my busy schedule to talk to you, and some geek's taking up my time. Yeah, well, first well, that would be, uh,
4: that's,
2: uh, yeah, probably would, not that me. It would
4: probably be, uh, yeah. that would probably have to be, uh, either you or, uh, uh. You or, or who? I'm who taking who, who, who time. Yeah. But anyway, why don't you You're get on back. with the
2: show here?
3: Uh, uh, we are I'm not a geek. All right, so, so, yeah, and I'm not a geek either. I may be a nerd, but not a geek, and, uh, I may be okay. stammering around, but anyway, Kyle, Kyle Cups, uh, Kyle Cutts was just on, and he was taking up your time because we we this this show is action packed tonight. But anyway, Manic, forget all that. Welcome to the show. Uh, What the hell's going on with you these days, man? And and tell us about what what you're doing these days in
2: wrestling. Oh, I'm I'm crazy. I got my ass kicked a couple weekends ago by Zach Gowen. He used (laughs) a fake leg, smashed me in his in the face with his fake leg, and he didn't get disqualified. How's that right? How's that fair? That's a foreign object. That it should have been a straight DQ. Yeah, mm. was the referee's body. He had a
3: leg up on you, so. But I,
2: uh. I hit him with the equalizer. It did, it wasn't fully effective. The equalizer is meant to hit both mm. legs. I couldn't hit both legs, and I couldn't hook both legs when I pinned him. That's how we slid it out of that. Mm. What promotion were you wrestling for? This uh, That was Phoenix Pro Wrestling. This weekend is going to be Oh good wrestling. Yes. That's why yeah, I brought you on because
3: uh yeah yeah. So uh talk to us about it. Uh, yeah, talk to Smith well Smith's heart meet uh Manic. Manic is a uh a good guy, I guess. I don't know. He's got some trou problems or something. Something's going on. I don't know what, what well. Happens. he got watching a match, what the hell? I don't blame I don't him, him on so. video. And then, and then then
1: nice.
3: be, uh... Yeah, I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. But anyway, uh Manic's my regular caller. Guest, my regular guest. I've had him on the show quite a few times. He has called in, and uh, you know, he, he's got a quite accomplishment. He won a couple of belts, and uh, you know, right, man? Champ you're you I won some a stupid champion, right? the other day.
2: This stupid. Tw- I'm a multiple champion what? all over the state of Pennsylvania, all over the East Coast. I, I won know. the Phoenix Pro Wrestling twenty four seven championship the other day, and that title is disrespectful to the business, so I chopped it in the lake. It it <laughs> I did. It's right in. The did you think there's a lake down the road from my house? I threw it in the river, and that's where it's staying.
3: So uh, eclipse. So let's move on from that. Eclipse wrestling. Tell us about this. And uh, this about the, the day. This is first day
6: show.
2: First, they used to oh. run in Michigan. I guess I didn't go to Michigan. Right. But this is their first ever Pennsylvania show, and of course, you can't have a proper show in Pennsylvania without having Manic involved. Ah.
3: Yeah, that the, the, the card looks pretty uh, pretty stacked. I I seen some familiar faces that I know. That's cool. You know, of course you. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I I know Brady Pierce. I know Stan Styles. I know Sean Donovan. I don't know who. who yeah, Sean listeners. Donovan
3: is a Sean Donovan is a, uh, a. He was a guest on the show. You know, great guy. Uh, IWF guy and uh, Aaron Winter, I believe, is going to be making. Uh, an appearance on that show and she's been on this show as well. So and she's also a IWF Kevin Knight, uh student of Kevin Knight.
2: Yeah, but the most important thing is the manic is gonna be there. Those people, whatever. They'll be time filled in until time manic to come out.
4: That sounds about right to me. I don't know any of those other names.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I uh you you <laughs> You you only know uh you only know our guest, right? And uh you know who yeah. he's familiar with too? Uh another guy, uh I believe that's how I yeah, I think that's how you got to to here, right? To uh, with Mr. Grimm, right? Is that how, yeah, I know how I I like you show know.
2: I'd like Mr to Grimm's, Grimm's been up well, in I'm waiting
1: for
3: him to get back I'm I'm waiting for him to come back on the phone. Mr. Grimm was my uh was my first guest for the evening. We were talking to him, me and Smith, about his Canadian uh, tour because he just went up to Canada for 22 days and completed that that grueling tour.
2: And uh, maybe and he's He, a, he him, could be but, on a job right now. Maybe he's he's the hitman for hire. You hit oh yeah, that's football. right. He could be busy. Yeah,
3: right now. that's right. He had a drop bus. That's right. He's got body bit. He's got. He probably has a case. You know, because he was in Canada, so he probably has to catch up on all the bodies and stuff. He puts bodies in trunks, yeah. yuck, yuck, and bags. He's... I might end up. Yeah, on he one couldn't idea. bury him he up there. All
4: permafrost, frozen, so he's got a bunch of uh, yep. uh, cadavers uh, superating in his trunk, uh, and burying uh, them somewhere. All right, in that.
1: Well,
3: uh, well, let's get through that. I don't want to think about this uh, topic anyway. So, so. Uh, I've seen videos of, like, people coming up to you and just starting with you for no reason. What the hell's up with that?
2: With me? Yeah. I don't know. People just don't like that I speak the truth. People like to – there's a reason why I'm in the middle of the ring and they're outside on the barricades paying to see people like me. And they just need to accept their spot in life. They're thinking they're going to live vicariously through me, and they're going to feel the accomplishments that I've done. They're trying to piggy tail on me, and they just need to stop doing that. They need to respect that I'm truly greater than anybody they have ever known. It's not that difficult. You want to be a professional wrestler? You want all the fans to know who you are? Take yourself. Get trained. If not, shut up and watch me do my thing. Watch me earn my money.
3: I, I hear you. I I definitely hear you. I mean, but they also, at the same time, have a right to do that. They buy, they buy a ticket.
2: I don't want any of them talking to me. Most fans don't know how to brush their teeth. They, if they stay away from me, they can <laughs> voice their opinion. Sit back in the fifth row and voice your opinion. I don't want uh, people up in the but, front row who don't brush their teeth, have missing teeth, and don't uh, know what so the other is coming up to me.
3: Hey, I got it. I, I got to cut you off because I got a good story about the late, the late great Tony, uh, Tony uh He was a manager over here in, in, in the Jersey area. And uh, when I was with uh, BWO, a uh, body slam wrestling organization, we went up to uh, EGW, Elite Generation of Wrestling. I don't know if you ever heard of them. But anyway, so we're over there, and Tony's wearing a suit, and Tony goes to do his promo. And I'm watching, I'm in the crowd, but what we, yeah, we were watching from the curtain. And all of a sudden, Tony goes in his pocket, and he goes, he's on the microphone, he goes, most people don't use one of these, or don't know what it is, It's a, and it was a little toothbrush. And then and, and this one guy, this one guy started yelling at Tony, and Tony's like, I would tell you to brush your teeth, but you got one tooth. That's funny.
2: What, is it, what is it about wrestling fans? You don't see a normal person who goes to work from a nine-to-five making hundreds and hundreds of dollars a day come to a show. It's always dirty, disgusting bums. And I get they pay their welfare <laughs> money to see me. But it, why? Why is it all welfare
4: Bob? I don't know. Uh, you know, in Calgary, uh we had uh quite a few rich, fat Jews sitting ringside front and center. They wouldn't buy a program, they wouldn't spend five cents on the concession, you know, they'd bring their own sunflower seeds and stuff and they're billionaires, I swear to God. <laughs> and uh bless their hearts for supporting us. But uh they were the exception, I guess, you know, but uh most of the fans they're not all bums and ethnic uh, you know, like uh to they are they are they will support a uh you know, an ethnic wrestler that can hardly speak English and stuff, uh and covered with boils and uh acne and uh you know, creator ill you know, uh oh, what you know, but, uh but uh, anyway, um, you know, you're right though, they're you know there hello. Yeah,
3: go ahead. Uh, you're uh, you on the line. You're still we're still here. Go ahead. Okay, my, my phone is beeping.
4: That's why I said I, 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 somebody's calling me. So oh, uh, so guess, you want? to take you the gotta, call? You well, well, I just well I yeah, just
3: take
4: can, I won't then. disconnect you. I'll, I'll I'll take this call and see uh, what put it put us is.
3: on hold. That's right. I uh, put us on hold. Yeah. Go ahead. Get, so right. anyway, Manic. Uh, so anyway, so so take the. So you were so, talking about like dirty wrestlers. I mean, dirty fans and bums. I I I encountered that two weeks. Oh, now his phone's gonna beat like crazy. I gotta put him on hold. We're on the
2: air right now. Alright,
3: go ahead. I'm all right, go ahead. Yeah, we're on the air. Of course we're on the air. This is Pro Wrestling now with Magic Mike Ferrara and I'm joined by the unpredictable Manic. Well, I should say the champion Manic. I mean uh, you know. So you Well that, know. that
2: Green Man um, Memorial title for I got titles all over different companies, but the Green Man Memorial title that Phoenix Pro Wrestling is basically a money right. in the bank. I can cash that in for any of the championships. Phoenix has three cha- three top championships. They got the Gemini Tag Team title. They got the Legacy title. And then they got the Grand Championship. Oh. I can cash that in anytime, anywhere, for mm. whatever title that I want to. But that title itself is a beautiful title. So I'm not too in the hurry to cash it in. Whenever the perfect chance and the perfect opportunity pops up, I'm cashing that sucker in. That's
3: cool. That's cool. Yeah, um, but uh but tell us, uh tell us about like, you know, where where the fans can uh get your fa yeah, I guess I don't know, you have a Facebook page I would hope. I know you don't want yeah, fans getting in touch with you.
2: That's whatever. <laughs> they can they they don't gotta send mm. me messages. They can like my post and share my post. That's all I really care about. You can find me on Facebook as the original manic. You can also go to originalmanic dot com. I'm on Instagram mm. as Gear Manic. I'm on Snapchat as Original Manic. I'm on every form of social media. I even get on the dating mm-hmm. website, and I get dirty, disgusting women's hopes up. I say, hey, you want to come hang out with Manic? They're like, sure. I'm like, take your ass over to the convention center, buy yourself a ticket, and hang out with Manic in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> yes.
3: uh, that's, uh, that's fun for a first date. What? We, she pays money to, to see you wrestle, and meanwhile, there's your date. Do you ever do you ever meet up with them after and melt, right? I guess not. You no leave them on. Nope.
1: Get them but to pay the match, money I and then
2: bam. The yep. I head out the back door and I go to Red Lobster after most of my matches. Oh yeah, they let you in Red Lobster? <laughs> they they let so the <laughs> you should. If Mandy shows up in hours, they'll be open for me.
3: Yeah, Smith is back on the uh Smith is back on the line, ladies and gentlemen. He uh he left us yeah. for a little bit. He had a call, but that's all right. It, it doesn't matter. I, I spoke to Mr. Grimm. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Mr. Grimm, Mr. Grimm. But uh, anyway, yeah. So um, yeah. So for those of you who keep in score at home, we now have Manic with us. Manic has been wrestling. How many years have you been wrestling, Manic?
2: It was actually my last show was eleven years to the day. My last show was on January twenty first. My first time in the ring was January 21st, 2006. So, wow,
3: congratulations, congratulations man. Man, congratulations on 11 years, bro. I, I didn't realize... You ever that. had any serious I, I injuries
4: just... in all that time? And you had that... any wrestling injuries? Did you have any wrestling injuries during yes, that period? My, 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 my knees I'm suck. My knees are fucked up, too. Mm-hmm. I, had things, I, had ha- I had a hangnail. For a while. I had a hangnail one time. My legs bending again. Uh, uh, Mike. Uh, that's one. funny. Mike had a hemorrhoid or a hangnail, I should say. And uh, you know that's a bad, severe injury. Uh, How did it? Was that wrestling related or?
3: I don't know what happened. I had. I, I actually. I actually almost broke my ankle one. Uh, one time, and uh, I actually had some uh, big Bohemian fall on me one time, and I almost broke my ankle. And, but, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I had a hangnail. It wasn't related to uh, to wrestling. I don't know what it was related to, but anyway. But uh, That's anyway, curious. so so let's get back into the, uh, you know, the action here. Manic, uh, the Royal Rumble was just uh, commenced. Any thoughts on the Royal Rumble?
2: Oh, just like everybody else, I'm a true wrestling fan. I was disappointed that there was no surprise entrance into the Rumble. It was Ty uh, Dellinger was the only real surprise and
1: yeah
3: and an Henry athlete, was But I don't really like his
2: gimmick, So it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't that much of a deal that he debuted there. Yeah, they, the they wanted me to do ma- it, but I, I couldn't best get away. Cena, style, Cena match I've ever seen. So I was impressed by that yeah. match. Whatever. I'm not a personal fan yeah. of John Cena, but he's put in his time. He's dedicated his life to this business. If anybody's gonna tie Ric Flair. In this day and age, he's the one person that does deserve it.
4: Yeah, he's really a hard worker. Uh, definitely deserves the credit. Uh, you know, uh, he's made a lot of money for them and, of course, for himself. But uh, he's uh, like a San Martino. He's been there for years, and uh, he'll probably still be there for years. And uh, he looks good. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah i they'll turn him heel, I turn him rotten sooner or later I imagine you know I hope so I want them to turn
3: him heel, that's the whole key what uh, that's yeah, what exactly. I was thinking. Hated,
4: uh, a lot of people already hate him uh, just because he's kind of such a good guy, but uh you know he's doing the right thing and all that like like almost like Hulk hogan a a more wholesome version of Hulk hogan but um. Yeah. You know, and that's not to degrade Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan did a lot to the business, and uh, all the yep. best that followed. Yeah. You know, people the, the, hate you know. John Cena because they
2: say he only does a couple of moves. But if you look at over the history of pro wrestling, the top guys never had a huge arsenal of moves. They're not the technical guys. They don't pick the technical guys to be the top
1: mm-hmm. of the company. No.
2: Hogan only had what a big boot, a scoop slam, a headlock, and a couple, a leg drop, a couple things here and there. That was basically yeah, it. He was the top dog forever. Stone Cold, Fossier. an amazing Fossier, gimmick, but he didn't do that much in the ring. He stopped mud holes. He did the loose press, a stunner. And mm-hmm. a, uh, Stone fun, Cold stun, did more when he, was a, yeah.
3: when he was stunning Steve. When he was stunning Steve Austin, he was technical. He was a technical wrestler. He did more moves. But when he was Stone Cold, it was like he would come in, drink beer, you know he would he, he would basically drink beer either before the match or after the match stun everyone and and basically leave and and same thing with Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar when he comes into the you know he wrestles and, and he does the same moves he, one night I think he did what like like twenty five German suplexes is like dude can't you do anything else besides suplex I mean that's how I look I, at I it but, but, Lesnar, but, John, it but maybe though, you, but you don't like John old. Old. Cena. Because maybe you don't relate. Stone Cold, when he was the Josh Hollywood finger. Blonde,
2: yes. When Stone Cold was the Hollywood Blonde, and he was stunning, Steve, yes. that wasn't getting him over. That wasn't getting him to the top car, top part of the card where he wanted to be. Stone Cold's what got him there. The same thing as John Cena. No, Fader. actually, when he was the Thugonomics well, that was middle card. Thugonomics Nomics right, slowly I, progressed to the top. He got the the main yeah. title. He started doing less yeah, and less it, moves, and right. I forgot it's
3: yeah, Stone Cold became Stone Cold because of uh because of um what do you call it? what's his name? Uh the ringmaster wasn't gonna cut it. That's what happened. The ringmaster when he was stunning Steve Austin, he was you know, yeah, he was stuck in the mid card because like he said, you had Hogan, you had all these guys that just weren't you know, they weren't gonna give him a push and then of course, you know, he he got fired you know, Bishop sent him the memo because he was injured and stuff like that. And then he went to ECW, had a hell, hell, hell of a run with Mikey Whipwreck. And then he came to the WWF, and he got a raw deal with the Ringmaster. He was given Ted DiBiase, and then the 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 heelish kind of kind of went away when he won the King of the Ring. And here we go, and, and here we go. But you know. What really helped out Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart helped out Stone Cold a lot. Bret Hart versus Stone Cold, they had the best matches that I've ever seen in my life. I was at Survivor Series 96. Yeah, Owen and Bret, right. Well, yeah, but I was going to say Bret first and then Owen because, I mean, it was just, you know, Bret versus Austin at WrestleMania was really the first time one went heel, one win face, you know And it was, uh, and, and then of course Owen had some great matches with Steve Austin I mean, you can't, you can't take away From, you you cannot take away From, from that But I get what you're saying, uh, Manic But people need to relate To, uh, John Cena His never give up attitude Is, is like me I'm the same way, I look up to John Cena Because I never give up And John Cena will never give up So, and, uh You know, Cena may have a couple of moves or whatever, but you know what? He gave the best... He had the best match on the card at the Royal Rumble against AJ Styles, and AJ Styles is another great hard worker as well. So, at the end of the day... AJ Styles kept uh, uh, TNT
4: going for years. Yeah, TNA, yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. And also, I believe
2: that was all AJ calling everything in the ring. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I mean it could be. I mean, yeah, but but I but I uh not going anywhere do
2: that.
3: But but you know, I mean that's that's how you look. That's wrestling, you know. But the Royal Rumble to me, I think this year's Royal Rumble was better than a lot of Royal Rumbles, and a lot of people are upset about this with no, no surprises, and we weren't going to see some of our maybe old time favorites or some you know somebody that that I thought. I mean, Shawn Michaels. Was there, but you know he was he was doing the he was doing the the other other uh, side of it the panel
2: He'll never come and stuff.
3: Back. I would have you know, and I would have. Of course, he's not going to come back, you know. But I would love I would have loved to see him, of course, you know, because that's you know that's history right there. He won the the title against Psycho Sit and then he lost his smile in in a, in, a, in, in February. <laughs> How ironic, right, Manny?
2: What about Shawn Michaels? Whatever.
3: He was yeah, but he lost his uh, smile. Yeah, when he lost his smile. Oh man! But uh, but uh, yeah, he's lost you know, care. but Manic, you have a lot to smile about these days. You got a show coming up. It's this Saturday night. Tell us uh, where they can get tickets, and uh, and tell you us can where they tickets? could uh, where they could look this promotion up. Actually, on uh, you know.
2: You can look up Eclipse Wrestling on face, uh, Facebook.com slash Eclipse Wrestling U.S. They do have a website. It's uh, US, which is where you can see the roster. You can buy merchandise. You can buy your tickets. Eclipse, you can buy your tickets online for the same price as you can buy them at the door. It's $12 for general admission, $15 for front row. Whether you want to buy them in advance, whether you want to buy them at the door, it's always going to be the same price.
3: Oh, Steve, look at that, Smith. Same
4: price. It's yep. not
2: more at the door. See,
4: fair enough. Probably limited seating yeah. too, so get your tickets early. Yeah,
3: definitely. Uh, and and of course, go see Manic. Check them out. You know, Manic. You have you have a uh, you have a videos of, that people can watch your matches.
2: I have countless videos. I don't. I don't put that much on YouTube. Some of my stuff is on YouTube. Most of my stuff I just <laughs> upload direct to. My Facebook
3: and I sell dVds on all my shows nice there you go manic that's a uh that's a good that's a good thing well hopefully uh you know hopefully ben, don't be a stranger uh you're welcome to call anytime you want you know that uh I appreciate you calling and uh you know and for those of you who don't know manic won my uh my wrestler award you were in my involved in those those awards I was giving out for people who helped out with the show, and you were a guest, and uh, you did a good job for me, bro, and I uh, I wish you the best of luck, and uh, you know, keep on wrestling, 11 years going strong, and uh, show them why they call you Manic, you know?
2: I'm going to go until I can't move anymore. I wouldn't uh I <laughs> hope I... <laughs> good luck. It was a pleasure talking to you, <laughs> Manic. Uh, you take care, fellas.
1: Thanks. All right, well, well
3: that's uh that that was uh manik is a is a uh, a great guy uh you know one minute he's nice one minute he's uh rotten one minute he's uh you know but hey, that's he the way of wrestling like and,
4: uh, and uh he's pretty articulate as well so
3: yeah, yeah he't uh, uh, yeah he doesn't stammer around right
4: well' you know, like he's all business <laughs> yeah yeah, probably uh, he has you a lot know, of yeah. fan base anyway. Regardless of mm-hmm. how he calls the fans down, I'm sure they appreciate good wrestling. Oh,
3: Miss, uh, Mr. Grimm Grim, um, Mr. Grim has some technical difficulties. He told me to tell you, uh, you know, to take care of yourself, Smith. And uh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we could get Mr. Grim on your show uh, one day, and, and uh, we could we could talk to him about. Canada again I'm sure that would be good or hey while I have you on the line uh, a friend of mine um, who does a show on this network he uh he wanted to know um, if it was possible if you could call it to his show this Saturday uh, if you were doing anything uh mr mo mr mojo um, wanted me to ask you and I told him I would because he's got a, a 50th show on this network. And I believe you That's spoke awesome. to him one day too while you were on my show.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, okay, the time in honor of his fiftieth show I'll do that.
3: Yeah, uh what do you call? let me, let me see uh give me
4: the, the, the particular I let right me see now, I right can right get now.
3: him. I'll I, I I I uh sure, that but uh off the air yes, you so can... anyway. Yeah yeah definitely I'll uh I'll 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 shoot him um a message so, so yeah, so so that's what's been going on, um, you know. That's what's been going on around here with all these shows that they have and stuff. And uh, I'm actually supposed to be—I am going to a show on the 18th. Uh, Pro Wrestling Magic, whom you spoke to Steve off, and he's having Bob Holly is going to be at the show. Oh, right. nice. Um. So. And so, yeah, so Bob Holly is supposed to be at the show. And uh, Paul London is coming back, and he's going to be at the show. Um, they're having a lot of, you know, homegrown talent, a lot of different talent. That should be good, and that's on uh, the 18th of February, and uh, Pro Wrestling Magic, you know where to find them. I always plug Pro Wrestling Magic. But uh, so so uh, so you're feeling uh, – oh, so – So let's talk about, you were talking earlier, you were telling us and the listeners and everybody about the, the, uh, you know, the dinner that you went to. But you also took a tour, and I seen a picture of you standing at your brother Owen's grave. And by the way, the grave is beautiful. That stone is unbelievable, beautiful.
4: Okay. It's funny, one of my dads uncles, one of my great uncles used to uh, carve gravestones, granite gravestones. And, uh, yeah. he did a bust of uh, Queen Victoria years, you know, it was requested to do that. And, uh, I don't know, I guess it was shipped to England for Queen Victoria. And, uh, mm-hmm. that was a big deal, you know, and, uh, another one of my dad's uncles just incidentally, uh, used to, uh, build refrigerators for the Hearst Castle in San Simeon and uh, they had walk-in coolers just just for Marion Davies fur coats and stuff it was an incredible big huge place and uh, I met him uh, he'd be dead now but uh, he came to the house one time and uh, my dad was always mm-hmm. fascinated with Hearst Castle and uh, the, you know I think I had 50 miles of Coastline in San Francisco—that's pretty valuable land. I mean, he was a you know heavyweight, the old Randolph Hearst. But uh, right, yeah, Owen does have that. Was a beautiful gravestone, and uh, you know, I guess one of these days, Martha will uh, bury herself in there with Owen ab- above him, or side by side, or something. You know, that would be touching. Um, that uh, her chi- her kids, little old, uh he must yeah. be like twenty five years old now or so uh he wow. uh, caught, uh my, my son who just turned twenty four uh on the twenty eighth mm-hmm. of January a few days ago. And he's in, he's right. in uh, Oh good. Happy, to bur- like, Happy yeah, birthday Happy birthday to him. Yeah, that was kind of in conjunction with my uh celebration of my life, uh and hopefully I got a more a few more years to live than what the doctors predict. But Anyway, uh, it's good that just Yeah, well, of, you
3: have to. You yeah, you have to. Uh, you have to live because you have podcasts that you have to get back to, and you have a fan base yeah, that you have I, to get I, I back to, I never my
4: fans. No, nope, and you haven't forgotten without, me. No, without the support of fans, including you, uh, you know, there's okay. no there's no business, and without wrestling fans, there is no wrestling business.
1: That's and, true. Uh, it was good to know that
4: he you know. Yeah. yeah, I think his mother's kind of kept him uh, away from wrestling and his father's legacy, which is a shame because yeah. Owen was tremendous. Owen, Owen was absolutely absolutely fantastic person and talent. And his kids yeah, uh, he, when you, he died. Uh, they're too young to know what, what he, how great he was. And she's sheltered them from that, from the business and all his. I mean, I don't know uh, how much he sheltered them, but. Uh, I don't blame her in a sense, and we all love Martha regardless. And of course, feel Right. But it's just good that he kind of, after you know, two and a half decades, comes uh, you know, uh, seeks out uh, his cousin Matthew. Um, can you excuse me? I got a beep again. That's somebody at my door. I think this time.
3: Oh, all right. Well, you you. Uh, I tell you what. You go and. The, oh, sorry. Oh, wait. I'm getting a message from him. Uh, anyway, this is pro wrestling now with Magic Mike Ferrara. Smith stepped out for a little bit. We were talking. Earl- back, we were talking earlier. I got, a, I got
4: a girl coming to okay. the door right uh, now. Okay, I got a. He okay. said. He sorry, said. He um,
3: it's, uh, all right. Well, so I just possible. spoke to uh, Mr. Mo- Mr. Mojo, and Mr. Mojo said, uh, if you uh, if you could call, um, if, if he said, if hold on, he said if you could call in on Saturday uh call 11:45 uh, uh eastern time All right All right and call uh and call this number, you know, 718-508-9883
4: What's it after 508? What is it?
3: Uh 718-508-9883 All
4: right 718-508-9883 all right, I guess I'm gonna have to terminate this. Uh, uh, I got someone at the door. I well,
3: got you're it. gonna yeah. go. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, well, you gotta go. You do what you have to do. Give me a call. Uh, you know, during whenever you get a chance, to call me, and we'll talk about your show, ladies and gentlemen. The Heart Grapevine is coming back to Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. Uh, yeah, this this is great. Smith, keep fighting, my friend. And it was a pleasure having you on. It. Thank you for coming on again. I'll talk to you soon, okay, Smith?
4: Thanks, uh, Mike. You take care. God bless you. and your,
3: uh, Okay, brother. You got it. God bless you, too. Thank thanks. You. All right. You got it. All right. So that was uh, the legendary Smith Hart. Um This is Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. Um, yeah, it's a lot going on uh, with us. I want to thank Bay Ragney um, and Jess and everybody at Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. Without uh, without Totally Driven Radio Network, I wouldn't be able to do a show like this, uh, Pro Wrestling Now. Um, Pro Wrestling, I, I just wouldn't know what to do. There would be no outlet for me. And I feel that Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara, I get an outlet to talk to the fans and stuff. But I had a whole, you know, we had a busy show tonight. Um, but I wanted to, again, talk about, really quickly, about the Royal Rumble but just let the people know, you know, my thoughts on the Royal Rumble and the matches. Um, you know, uh, Nia Jax, uh, had a great, had a very fast match with Sasha Banks. Um, and I, I called that. I figured Sasha was going to win. I mean, Nia was going to win. Um, World Women's Champion Charlotte Flair defeated Bailey. But I'll tell you this, Bailey is unbelievable. Um, you know, uh, Bailey's unbelievable and she's going to be a uh, she's going to be a keeper uh in the wrestling world. So check out Bailey. Uh she's a hugger, but she's good. You know, we we've, we've been we we know who Bailey is, so um Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns in the shark cage with uh Jericho suspended. That was a great match. Unbelievable match. Um at the end of course we saw Braun Strowman come down and uh, I gave a feel to it. Uh, Neville defeated Rich Swan. another match I called. That was another good match. John Cena defeating AJ Styles was the match of the night. Uh, I know Manic and everybody has their opinion about John Cena, but and John Cena has more than five moves. I mean, come on. He has the stunner, that springboard stunner he does, the late drop he does from the top, um, the AA, he does the five-worldly the five dervish thing, um... The, you know, clotheslines. Uh, oh, he does. I know what he does. He does that flying tackle move. I mean, that's more than five. And and, and uh, he's unbelievable. So, John Cena, you know, keep uh, fighting. He never gives up. And uh, the champ is here. And then we have, uh, of course, Randy Orton uh, winning the Royal Rumble, going on to, uh, going on now to WrestleMania. But I want to thank everybody. i got to cut this short. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Uh, next week, we will have another show. It will be episode number 92. But this weekend, right here on our network, Saturday, is the Mojo Sports Show, 50th show. He promises he's going to have a lot of guests. I'm going to be a guest on it. Smith is going to be a guest on it. Um, he's going to have a lot of people on the show. With, so I want to just say... Good night to everybody out there. And uh, this is Pro Wrestling Now with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode number 91, saying so long, bye-bye, and uh, and farewell. And, uh, yeah, keep on supporting this network, Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. Get driven, stay driven, and we're
1: out of here.